after a much after a much needed victory over Springville and a much needed bye week, Fort Payne football is back in action tonight. The Wildcats have made the 45-minute trip down I-59 to Atala, where they'll lock horns with the longtime rival Etowah tonight in a non-region game with the Blue Devils. Welcome in, everybody, for Fort Payne Wildcat football on WZOB 100.9 FM, 12:50 AM, and on NetworkOneSports.com. We're also live streaming on FPTV. However you are getting us, we're glad you're here. I'm Brian Northcutt, and I'll be your host tonight throughout this season. Uh, Fort Payne finally got his first win of the season two weeks ago at Springville. The, Fort, the Wildcats dominated both lines of scrimmage to come away with a 27-14 victory over the Tigers. They have had the last week off as they have had a chance to rest up some of their injuries and are close to full strength as they take on the Blue Devils. Joined tonight in the booth by former Fort Payne quarterback and alumni, Britt Haas. Britt, welcome aboard. Let's see if we can get our volumes right. Need a little bit more volume on Britt and I. I think we're getting closer to it. So just uh, they are recognizing some uh, some people for Etowah right now. We're trying to get everything set up. This is a non-region game, and looking through the calendar and the schedule for this, uh, this week, all uh, region teams are in non-region games tonight. Arab, who is 3-0 in the region, is hosting Brewer tonight. Southside, which is 2-1, is hosting Sardis. Oxford, which is 2-1, actually 2-2 now. They lost last night to Gadsden City. Fort Payne, of course, here at Etowah. Springville is hosting Fultondale, Pell City, traveling to Calera, and then Scottsboro is off this week. So Fort Payne looking right now, they're about a half game out of second place between Scott, uh, Southside and Oxford. But they also, the only reason they're half a game is they played one less region game. So, Britt, good to have you with us tonight. Good good to be here, Brian. Sorry to hear about your grandmother, and I know that was a little bit of a delay there, but certainly understand that. So, um, missed you the last two, th two or three weeks. How are things going? Well, one of them was a bias. Yeah. <laughs> Still missed you, even though we didn't do anything last week. Yeah, so. I, miss, I miss being out. It's, yeah. Uh, happy well, to be back. Well, we're excited now. This is a little bit unusual because Etowah has dropped significantly in the in the um, the size of the school. They're down to a 4A now. When I was playing, uh, actually, they had gone from a 6A my senior year down to 5A and came into our region with Gadsden, Emma Sansom, uh, and Etowah. Uh, my senior. In fact, this is the last field I ever played on as a high school football player. Was against Etowah. Played. Patrick Nix was the quarterback. Freddie Kitchens was one wide out, and Todrick Malone was the other wide out. They were pretty, yeah, pretty was, stacked football team. I was thinking coming down here how many great players uh, for Fort Payne and actually Etowah, Gadsden City, all well, Gads, the old Gadsden High name of sense, and how many SEC players, uh, yep. just collegiate players, have played this field. There's a lot of history here. Yeah, yeah, and Etowah has got rich tradition. The field is looks great. I don't think they've touched the visitor side bleachers uh, since I was in high school. Yeah. So for 30 years, it's still the old concrete and rock stadium. So we're here tonight getting ready to get things started. Um, Fort Payne is off the field. Etowah is off the field. They're doing some announcements here for some uh, something that's going on on the other side, taking some pictures. Uh, Etowah, of course, in, in, um, in a 4A right now. And uh, they're 3-1 and one right now and 3-0 and oh in the region. So excited to see uh, what Fort Payne can do. It seems like score-wise they lost to Gadsden City to a similar uh, margin uh, that Fort Payne did. And so uh, I think it was 34 to nothing. Uh, look, they look athletic talking with Coach Elmore, which we'll hear from here, him in just a few minutes. 
So we were going to get a chance here in just a second. I'm going to get her attention and talk to Amber McPherson, whose son is now the kicker for the Cincinnati Bengals. I talked to her a little bit before pregame. I actually tried to get LaDon. He said, no, Amber's the talker. So let me get her attention real quick. Hey, Amber. So she's going to come up here and talk with us a little bit. If you want to slide towards me, Britt. Come on in here, girl. Joining us now, Amber McPherson, and also a Fort Payne alum. So, uh, kicking, kicking, kicking coach. <laughs> yeah, the, the <laughs> kicking coach extraordinaire. Right. <laughs> so um, you got Alex's is senior year, committed yes. to Auburn. Yes. Y'all are doing a lot of traveling right now, I, I imagine, with <laughs> the Cincinnati are. Bengals and everything. So tell us, first off, I'm real curious, that first week mm -hmm. you go up to Cincinnati and, uh, and Evan ends up kicking the game winner. Oh, my gosh. How was that? It was, I mean, it was absolutely incredible. I couldn't, I, could, I said on my Facebook page, I could not have scripted a better game for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was amazing. I just told him, I said, just drop the mic and walk off the field and say, see you all next year. I mean, how could you talk? <laughs> yeah, that? yeah, that's I mean, right. It was just was incredible. Right. And so Alex is committed to Auburn. He is. Talk about the difference. How has is it, is it been different when Evan came through and committed to Florida and then now Alex committing to Auburn. Is there any difference in the recruiting process, or has it been pretty much the same, or how's it been different for you no, guys? I think it's been a little bit different. Um, you know, just even starting with Logan, how much we um, were on the college circuit, just taking him to as many colleges and getting yeah. him in front of many coaches as we could. And then Evan, they 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 knew then. Okay, well, this is a family that have, has been kicking. So they had a few more people that were a little bit more interested at the get go. But then after Evan's success, then um, you know people just were more interested in Alex uh, from the get go because right. they realized that it's just a you know family of kickers. And um, <laughs> you know uh, if he is on slate to be as good as Evan, then the, he just drew a lot more attention. Right, mm -hmm. right. Well, I know being a kicker actually here from Fort Payne and. My mom in a game was a nervous wreck. Yeah. <laughs> so is that pretty much similar for you? Do oh, you definitely, just <laughs> definitely a nervous wreck. I, and what you I know. do is I always just said, you know, God, if they're nervous, then just put that on me. Let me be nervous and let them be calm. And I think he honors that because yeah, yeah. I am as yeah, nervous yeah, yeah, as yeah. I can be. Yeah, I, I do have a question. Of all the things that Alex and Evan, you know, you y'all kicked and the whole family, um, what do you feel like is the the thing that sticks out to you the most? Is it the 60-yard state record breaker? Is it the uh, Alex holding for Evan? Didn't Alex hold a little bit for Evan at one time, which he I did. thought was very special? He did. Um, uh, hmm. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. We're, we're up, good. Up to this point, what, what sticks out Gosh. in your head? Is it, is it a Florida game? Is it the day he signed or, or Evan signed or, or? Wow, I don't know that there's. Oh, okay, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no. All right, just to let everybody know that, that our microphones go a little bit haywire when we start this broadcast. Nobody on the radio can hear it, so you're oh, fine. Just okay. keep talking. Okay, okay. Ooh, because I can. Um, gosh, just to pick out one thing, I don't, I don't think I could just pick out one thing. I mean, right now, obviously, the, you know, Evan's first game is just an amazing Yeah. Um, thing that's sticking out right now but it's just all so special oh, i mean yeah. it just yeah. i don't know that i just have one moment that's i mean i you know logan's last game he he um he was a part of the snap kick hold that that won uh their um oh uh 
it's not a championship, it's a bowl no, game, uh, yeah, you I know, guess, and then yeah. Evan's just had some special moments, and, and now uh, Alex has had some great moments. So many so. moments. I just, I just thought there might be a time that, oh, mm -hmm. I know there's so many, and it's, yes. it's such a, you know, and, and as much, and many things as Logan did also, and he, mm -hmm. you know, I, f I always say, speaking from my, he, he kind of laid that groundwork, and y'all started with him and learned no from doubt. A, lot of, a lot of different no things. No doubt, but. he did, yes. Yeah. Well, we appreciate your time. I just wanted to have an opportunity. I saw y'all sitting down there when we got set up. And I said, you know what? I want to know a little bit about this, especially after what had happened with the Bengals and, and, and Evan and mm -hmm. all that. And so we're real excited. And from an Auburn alumni, War Eagle. Hey, War so, Eagle. <laughs> go Wildcats. Have, uh, yes, and go Cats tonight. So thank you, Amber, for spending some time with us Definitely. and giving us an update on all that. Mm -hmm. So thank we're going to take a two-minute time, time out. When we come back from our break, we're going to have our interview with Coach Elmore. We're going to take a two-minute time out. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill MTP. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. We've got a slingshot over there if anybody wants to come by and look at it. Um, we're going to be running all summer long from uh, 8.30 in the morning till probably 6, 7 o'clock at night. It depends on how long it takes us to do it. But we want to invite everybody to come out here and see us. We're on Highway 35. We're here by Walmart. Great inventory to choose from. We've got great finance. And listen, guys, we can't do it without you. We just want to tell you how much we appreciate you. Bobby Ledbetter is always uh, willing to say, get the best deal no matter what. Let's not let them leave without a car. So y'all come down here and see us. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. All right, we're back. As I mentioned before the break, we uh, earlier this week spoke to Coach Elmore, so we're going to listen to his comments right now. Here we are speaking with uh, Fort Payne head football coach Chris Elmore. It's been a week off, and so, Coach, we'll have to look back. We may have to uh, jog our memories uh, from the last time we spoke, but the Springfield game got our first win of the season, 27-14. Down there, team looked good. Your thoughts about that game? Uh, pleased overall, uh, displeased with the turnovers, obviously. Um, you know, we, we've always tried to pride ourselves around here about not turning the ball over at all, and to have three uh, in one game was disappointing, and, um, uh, you know, 
one of them was, was basically unforced. We just we mishandled a, a handoff, and the other two were just uh, not good execution to us. And so, you know, we just can't do that against, um, you know, the rest of the people on our schedule and expect to win three turnovers is just way, way too many. So uh, that's got to get better. But other than that and a couple of the pre-snap penalties that I mentioned after the game, uh, I thought we played really, really well on both sides and um, uh, were physical on both sides. And, and I thought, you know, we, we missed some tackles and we got to get better at that. But we also uh, did tackle when we did, you know, make our tackles. It was it was physical and, the, and I thought we, uh, you know, made them, you know, not necessarily enjoy that part of the game. But uh, but we just had way too many missed tackles in the backfield. But, you know, part of that spring, we had a couple of good backs, hard to tackle, and that's part of it. And we understand that. But we got to. So, you know, we, we try to clean up those things in the, in the bye week. You know, we got to tackle better. We got to not turn the ball over. Um, you know, we got to make sure we don't, you know, we don't line up wrong or line up off sides or whatever it is and, and being first and 15. So, uh, but overall, I thought it was a, it was a good way to, to get the first win of the year and, and hopefully something we build on. Um, just looking, you know, the, in college football, they talk about the eye test. If you just stacked Fort Payne up to Springville, Springville looked considerably larger on both fronts. But it seemed as though you guys were really penetrating on the defensive side and pushing them back on the offensive side. Um, anything that you noticed about that? It just seemed like, from an offensive and defensive line standpoint, you really dominated the line of scrimmage. Well, I, I told you after the game, I, I credit our kids and our coaches. I think a lot of that comes down to having kids um, that want to be coached and having assistant coaches that, that take pride in their job to to want to coach and not just go out there and you know, for lack of a better term, spin a whistle around their finger and, and, and say they're a coach. And so I think we've got great coaches that, that work every day and, and they, uh, you know, my job is to lay the vision out in front of them and then their job is to is to execute it. And they do a great job of that every day of, of coaching our uh, guys. And I think especially Coach Pinnell on the offensive line and Coach Tinker and Coach Camp uh, do a great job of the defensive line. And I think that was a big difference in the game and that uh, and I'm not being critical of their coaches at all, but, but our players executed what we were trying to do uh, on the offensive and defensive lines, probably better than their kids did, and, and uh, like you said, we were we were outsized most everywhere. They they were bigger than us on the defensive line. They were bigger. Our, their offensive line was bigger than our defensive line. But uh, but at the end of the day, you still got to line up and execute. And I thought uh, I thought our kids did a really good job of uh, doing what we wanted to do. And we had put a big focus all week, offensive line wise, about you know trusting what we do and and, and doing uh, our job and, and trusting the guy next to me. Um, and I thought we did a better job of that. And instead of trying to uh, worry about something that's going on behind me, uh, we, we challenged them all week to you, you worry about your job and your lane, your assignment, whatever it is. And, uh, and I thought our guys did that uh, pretty well, most part, uh, all night. Um, we talked Friday night, that Friday night about Alex Akins, and he had, what, 190 yards rushing, um, and that he's not just a replacement back for Caden, but he actually was very good at that position. Talk about... Uh, how um, he played on defense, how much you might use him in the future, what that may look like for the next couple of weeks as we get into region play. Yeah, he's doing a great job. When I first got here four years ago and Alex was in the uh, going into the eighth grade, I, I, saw, I said that year he, he's a great running back. And, but I also said that he's a football player. And one way or the other, that guy's going to be on the field. And uh, he, he got on the field quicker for us uh, defensively last year as a 10th grader uh, because Hunter was so good, obviously, in the backfield. But now as we, as we move forward, uh, yeah, I think there's no doubt he's going to continue to play defense for us, but he's got to continue to be part of our offensive package uh, every week, even when even when Caden's 100% healthy. And that was the plan going into the season, and, and you know it would have would have worked out pretty well 
uh, that first night against Athens, except they, uh, Alex just had some bad cramps that night. It just it happens to everybody. It's probably happened to every uh, really good athlete at some point in their career, and he just he had some full body cramps and uh, couldn't finish the game. And uh, so we we tried to limit his reps a little bit against Gadsden, but now when when Caden's out, now we've we've kind of gone back the other way. But he. It's like I said on the thing, I, I would love to see what that guy would do if he weighed 195 pounds because he would be a, a sure enough football player because he is physical, he's aggressive, uh, he's not afraid of anybody, uh, and he you know, he is going to fight for that extra yard every t- every single time he gets it. And uh, So he, he's done a great job for us, and we continue to expect him to, to be a big part of our offense moving forward. And, and at the same time, we, you know, he's, a, he's a big part of our defense too, so we just got to be – uh, smart about when and how we use him and just trying to make sure we can use him effectively throughout the game on both sides of the ball. All right, we'll turn our attention to this week and play the uh, Etowah Blue Devils. It's an away game. Uh, Coach, what are you seeing on film and what are we looking for this week? Uh, you know, Etowah's, uh most people don't know this or hadn't realized that, I guess, in the last year. They're, they're now down, down to a 4A team, and, um, uh, but they made it all the way to the semifinals last year and lost to a really good Gordo team in the semifinals in a, in a close ball game, so they were – you know, they were just real close last year to being in the state championship game, and uh, they've got some of those key guys back. They lost some really good players, lost three guys that went on to play Division One football, uh, but they've got their quarterback back, and they've got uh, uh, some key guys on defense back, and, and most of, a lot of their offensive line back. So they've got a big part of the, the team back that, that won a lot of games in last year. And, um, you know, 4A or not, they're a good football team, and, uh, you know, the difference probably in, in them uh, and the teams we're used to playing uh, is the fact that, you know, they're – best defensive lineman is also going to play pretty much every snap of tight end for them. Uh, and their, uh, you know, running back is probably going to play a lot of linebacker. And, and so there's just more, they don't play everybody both ways, but they have more guys that have to, to play, you know, uh, more snaps than, than, than our guys do throughout the game. So, uh, but very athletic, uh, got a really good receiver in Amari and Finch. And his brother last year was a good player for him, went on to, to, to Troy, I believe. And uh, the younger brother is just as good as the older brother was. And, uh, Quarterback Trace Thompson, that's a big athletic uh, quarterback who can throw it a long way, and that's what scares us the most is him extending plays and, and, and getting guys down the field and just using his arm strength to throw it down one-on-one to some people. And so uh, we're going to have to be able to get pressure on him and get him down early and not let him extend some plays. But, is uh, that roster correct? He's 250 pounds? Yes, he's a, he's a big quarterback. <laughs> he's a big quarterback, and he, uh, he can throw it a long way. So. Um, and then defensively, that you know, just like every Etowah team, for as long as I can remember, just very aggressive, run to the ball, tackle well, tackle physical, um, and we're going to have to be, you know, good at what we do. And they're going to they're going to dare us to throw. They, they do it to everybody. They've done it to us the last two three years. They're going they're going to go match up man coverage on the outside, and they're going they're going to dare us to try to throw the ball down the field. And we're going to have to be able to do that some uh, if we want to move the ball. Uh, in in big chunks. If not, we're going to have to settle into one of those games where it's three and four yards and and hope we can keep it in third and short. And that's not what we want to do. We would like to we would like to get the ball down the field some and um, and challenge. If they're going to challenge us, we got to challenge them and uh, we got to see who's going to win that battle. But uh, uh, it'll be another you know probably classic Etowah four pain game and it'll be a tough game that'll probably come down to the to the fourth quarter. And, and you know the last two or three times we played them. I guess every one of them has come down to the final play, basically. So uh, I would I would expect probably no less this Friday. Um, injuries, how are they looking this week? Pretty much uh, everybody back. We we Bain Barrington's practiced most of the bye week and all of this week. He looks good. I don't see unless something flares up, he, he should be good to go. Um, you know, have ironically lost Hudson Harrell, who's his replacement, has been out a little bit, and he may be back. It was a minor shoulder injury that we think we can brace and let him play, but he has missed some practice time, so. 
but kind of expect him to, to possibly be ready for Friday. Uh, Caden Dubose is a lot closer than he was. I don't know if he'll play this Friday. Um, and if he does, it'd be very, very limited. Uh, but he's looked a lot better the last two days than he's looked uh, the week before. I was concerned about him during the bye week because he didn't look great in the few, first few days he came back. But he's had a much better week this week. And, uh, you know, kind of thinking it's probably still another week away. But uh, we're going to see how Wednesday and Thursday go this week. And, and you know, he's a, he's a you know, possibility Friday night, but probably not a very likely possibility. And uh, um, other than that, we're relatively healthy. We did uh, Caden Kilgore. Unfortunately, sprained a, an ankle in a JV game uh, on the bye week. And, you know, of course, some people would say, why, was, why is he playing a JV game? Well, he's not playing just a lot on Friday night, and he's a 10th grader. And so we obviously want to get those 10th graders as many reps as they can. And uh, unfortunately, he sprained an ankle down in Lincoln on a JV game uh, the Monday after we played Spring Bowl. So he's probably out for this week, which, uh, which hurts our depth in the D-line. And also, uh, uh, he's been our long snapper on the punt team, uh, you know, with, with Sawyer having some shoulder issues. So... Uh, but other than those guys, uh, you know, everybody else is, is, I think, ready to go and had a good bye week to rest up and, uh, and hopefully ready to go there and play, play at a high level. Those were thoughts from Fort Payne High head football coach Chris Elmore. We're going to take a 90-second break. We'll come back with your starting lineups. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill NTP. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. All right, here we are back at uh, James E. Glover Stadium at Atala, Alabama. Fort Payne playing Etowah. Let's get to our starting lineups. First of all, for the Etowah Blue Devils on offense, quarterback number one, Trace Thompson. Running back number 22, Caleb Freeman. Wide receiver number three, Michael Bostic. Wide receiver number seven, Stephen Jones. Wide receiver number six, Amarian Finch. Also wide receiver number 10, Briggs Freeman. Wide receiver number 11, Andrew Pierce. A lot of wide receivers. Tight end number 42, Jacob Sanford. Tight end number 12, Colton Peterson. Left tackle number 73, Bennett Nance. Left guard number 72, Jalen Billingsley. Center number 54, Ashton King. Right guard number 63, Bear Stevens. Right tackle number 57, Nicholas Barron. Defensive starters for Etowah. Outside linebacker number 2, Jarvis Hardwick. 
Cornerback number five, Josh Graham. Cornerback number seven, Stephen Jones. Free safety number 11, Andrew Pierce. Defensive end number 12, Colton Peterson. Inside linebacker number 12, uh, number 22, Caleb Freeman. Inside linebacker number 28, Tyler Dobbs. Outside linebacker number 32, Corbin White. Defensive end 35, Perry Byers. Defensive line number 42, Jacob Sanford. Defensive line number 56, Chris Gooden. Now the offensive starters for Fort Payne, coached by Chris Elmore. Number seven, Jake Barnes, quarterback. The running back, number 11, Alex Akins. The tight end, number 88, Sawyer Burt. Wide receiver, number 35, Marcus Ledford. Wide receiver, number three, Ricky Adame. Wide receiver, number six, Connor Cash. Left tackle, number 58, Bronson Laney. Left guard, number 76, back in the starting lineup, Bain Barentine. The center, number 79, Eli Frazier. The right guard, number 75, Colton Shankles. And the right tackle, number 57, Andrew Barclay. For defense for Fort Payne, defensive end, number 94, Heisman Brown. Defensive tackle, number one, Daryl Prater. Defensive end, number 84, Skylar Hillier. At linebacker, number 28, Will Green. Also at linebacker, number 47, Devin Wells. Linebacker, number 24, Bennett Blanks. Linebacker, number 25, in substitute for Alex Akins, number 20, uh, 25, Diego Gallegos. At cornerback, number 21, Seth Williams. Also at cornerback, number 29, Hayden Harrell. And at free safety, number 10, Kobe King. Captains are at the middle of the field now. For Fort Payne is Bain Barentine, Daryl Prater. Um, 86 is Noah Tidmore. And number 50, Ben Flanagan. Captains for Edivall, number 71, number 54, and number 42. Get those numbers in a minute. Official is introducing those players. And we're getting ready. Got a little bit of break in the weather. It's almost cool tonight a little bit. Going to drop down. To Let's see if I can get Britt on here in a minute. Britt's mic is not working. We'll give it a shot. Hopefully we can figure out what's going on here in a minute. Well, I'll come back to you in just a second. So Fort Payne will receive the first half kick. Are you back? Yes, sir. Okay. So we've got a little break in the weather tonight. We're going to drop down. I've actually gone ahead and started with the coat tonight rather than putting it on about midway through the first quarter, which last the last game we covered with Springville went to a heat timeout. When we were at a heat timeout, I put my coat on. <laughs> a little bit of irony there. So the captains are heading back to their respective sides of the field to come out. Etowah is to our right coming out underneath the uh, inflatable helmet. I'm imagining some uh, Miami Hurricanes uh, circa 1991 smoke to come out as well. And Fort Payne to our left. Probably the same locker room that I dressed for my last football game in this stadium. I'm sure it is. <laughs> Etowah takes the field. And their blue helmets, silver pants with blue and white stripes, silver helmets with the trident in the shape of an E, the devil trident. Fort Payne about to enter the field there in their white jerseys, gold pants with black and white stripes, black helmets, and Coach Elmore finally got the stickers in. So the helmets are stickered up tonight. He told me the story about that, and it was 
a miscommunication between him and his equipment guy. And so Fort Payne went the first four games of the season with just black helmets. Now they have the, the FP, the gold FP on the helmets with the gold and white stripes across the top. So we are ready for some football. We've got just a few minutes left till kickoff. Let's do this. Let's take one more break before the kickoff. Let's take a one-minute timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill Antique. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another... All right, we are back. Sorry about that. They had two minutes left on the clock, and they went ahead and went to the kickoff. So Etowah kicks off. Connor Cash returns it back to the 24-yard line. Fort Payne will start there. I don't know if you noticed this, Britt, but on that kickoff, they had two or three guys three or four yards off sides, and this official just and saw it, was standing there yeah. looking at it. <laughs> so Fort Payne comes out in spread formation. Jake Barnes is under center. They came out of uh, uh, the huddle tonight, takes the snap. Hands to Alex Aikens up the middle. There's nothing there. He runs into the line, and he's going to lose probably two yards, so it'll be second and 12. Fort Payne going out of the huddle tonight, which is Coach Elmore's uh, decision a couple weeks ago to kind of mix and match some of the spread. Sawyer Bird is a tight end on this near side and trips the top side. Barnes is in shotgun now. It's second and 12. Takes the snap. Looks left side. Throws a wide receiver screen to Marcus Ledford. Trying to break a tackle. Breaks one tackle, but then he is tackled by a host of Blue Devil defenders. It's going to be third down and long for Fort Payne. Well, as usual, Etowah is going to have a lot of speed, and speed allows you to put more in the box. It allows you to have more errors and have makeup ground, and that's what Etowah is going to see. We're going to see that. You saw it when you played them. I saw it when I played them. They're just going to be speedy. and Very uh, athletic. So Fort Payne with a third and 11 right out of the gates. Comes out in spread formation. Barnes is in the shotgun. He takes the snap, drops, looks this right side. He's flushed a little bit, throws down to Sawyer Burt, who catches it for a nice game, but still going to be short of a first down. Nice pass and throw, I mean pass and catch. Nice to see us targeting Sawyer early in the game, but it's a fourth down for Fort Payne, and they're going to punt. Yeah, and again, Sawyer, that big frame and a, a good target, good hands. I, I actually, and I expect to see a, quite a few passes thrown his way tonight. Yep. Now, here's interesting development. Alex Akins is now the long snapper because of the injury uh, to um, <laughs> uh, Caden. forgot his last name. <laughs> There's the snap. Nice snap by Akins. McPherson gets the punt off. It's a nice high spiral. Edouard catches it at the 25-yard line, and they'll set up shop there. Number 21, Deginald Spears receives that punt. 
I, when you said that about Alex, I kind of got a little bit tickled. I mean, he's running tailback, playing linebacker, <laughs> cornerback, uh, snapping it. If, if everybody uh, what, what's saying is he's selling popcorn, <laughs> or the uh, we used to call it. I don't know if you remember Jose Akendo for the Cardinals that would oh, yeah. play every yeah. position yeah. on the yeah. field at one point or another. Right. So now you've got a quarterback here, Trace Thompson. Listen to this: six three, two hundred and fifty pounds. Wow, that is a big honking quarterback, wow. and he's wow. in the shotgun formation. He's a big guy, and he slings it all over the field. There's the snap. He throws left side, caught by number six, tackled immediately, but he gets about nine yards. So Amari and Finch, we're going to call that name a lot. Uh, I went to practice this week, and 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 they had Connor Cash, who is number six, oddly enough, was playing number six, and everybody was identifying where's number six on the field, where's number six. So expect a lot of throws to Finch. There's the snap, hands off. It's going to be a reverse. And back to the quarterback, he throws into the flats to number two, and he's got plenty of room to run. He's past the 50. He's at the 40, 30, 20, 10. Touchdown, Etowah. On a second and one play, so it was a it was a double reverse toss back to the quarterback, who threw to the running back who he originally gave to into the flats, up the right sideline for a touchdown. Long game, really hard to keep up with all that razzle dazzle that went on in that play. And and, and Etowah capitalizes early in this game with 9:22 left in the first quarter. Etowah strikes first at six to nothing. Just like they lined up twins at the right side and ran those guys out of space. Of course, it freed up everything in the flats and just yep. threw it right there, just a short little pass. And it wasn't, it wasn't a very long pass, but there was nobody there to cover it, and everybody was chasing runners. There's the kick, and it is good. So with 9.22 left in the first quarter, Etowah strikes first. It's 7-0. Etowah will take a, we'll take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. All right, we are back. Etowah lined to kick up from kick off from our right to our left. Number 26, Julian Corona, lined up to kick. So Etowah strikes quick early. Going to be hard to run that play a bunch, so hopefully they'll slow things down and get it under control. Scholar uh, Cody receives the kick at the 10-yard line, runs up to about the 25, fumbles the ball, and Fort Payne looks like they fell on it. I think Fort Payne fell on that ball. Don't need turnovers. Coach Elmore spoke about that Wednesday. Got to hold on to that thing and secure it. There's a flag on the play. Looked late, so it may be some kind of uh, personal foul or unsportsmanlike. We'll see who this is on. It looks like we're going backwards. Officials lining up like he's going to walk it off against Fort Payne. It is. It's a personal foul against Fort Payne, which will move them back inside the 20-yard line to start this second series. Well, we kind of try to identify each game, and, and right now it's not looking real positive with the start so far for Fort Payne. They're going to be lined up at their own 11-yard line to start this drive. Coming out of the huddle, this trips receivers this near side, and Shaw Yerberts the tight end on the top side. 
There's a stop in play. I think they're going to have to go back and give that half the distance to the goal. Yeah. I was wondering about that. They gave them a 15-yard penalty, but because of where the ball stopped, they're actually going to give them three more yards because it's a half the distance to the goal penalty. So Sawyer Burks at tight end on the top side. Our main three wide receivers are split to this bottom side. Alex Akins is in running back formation to Barnes' right. Barnes takes the snap, hands to Akins, runs left side, breaks one tackle, looking for some running room. Not much there. Looks like it's going to be second and about eight or nine. Going to have to establish the run early like we have in, in most of the other games. Got to be able to have our offensive line mo uh, move some bodies up front. But I'm, you're right, though. That's a pretty athletic-looking team from the eye test. Them some big boys down there. Yeah, a lot of big guys on that front end, too. Uh, Fort Payne's got their hands full on, right there at the line of scrimmage also. Yeah. Trips receivers top sides in a bunch. Barnes drops back. He's got solo coverage over here on Adame. Adame's trying to break free but can't get off the corner. No flag on the play. A lot of hand hand punch in there. Nothing called. Steven Jones on the coverage. So it's going to be third and long again. See what Fort Payne dials up. You know, Fort Payne just trying to send a little message. We will try to throw it deep, trying to yeah. loosen that defense up just a little bit for the run. Yeah. He told me that those corners were going to play tight man coverage. Barnes drops back, looks left side, throws a wide receiver screen to Cash, and he can't bring up the catch. He can't make the catch. So it'll be fourth, fourth down, and Fort Payne is going to have to punt. Yeah, Coach Elmore told me earlier in the week that, that those guys put the they're going to put their corners on an island with our guys, and we've got to be willing to throw deep, right. especially early in the down series. And they did. They tried to throw it over Adame, and Adame couldn't get a couldn't break free of that corner's jam and uh, was not able to get loose. So McPherson in for his second punt of the evening. Number 21, Deginal Spears, is back for Etowah. Let's see how Aikens snap. Uh-oh. Snapped it over his head, and that's out of the back of the end zone. That's going to be a safety for Etowah. Two points for Etowah. So now it's 9 to nothing, Etowah, with 8 minutes and 19 seconds. That's what you're going to get. When you have a uh, relatively, well, pretty inexperienced yeah. guy snapping yeah, the ball. You've got a third or fourth string snapper in there, and uh, in all fairness to Alex, it, it yeah. was a super snap on the first one, but yep. just trying to make sure he got it back there. Yep. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Tracy's Florist and Gifts. Do some early Christmas shopping with Tracy's personalized printing and gifts. Don't forget about their gourmet baskets, Auburn and Alabama party wear, located on Galt Avenue in North Fort Payne. You're hearing this live on FPTV. So Fort Payne now will have to kick off from the 20-yard line as a result of the safety. Going to have to keep everything calm right now, down 9-0 early. Only eight minutes, only four minutes has run off the clock. So Fort Payne's got to regroup now. And defensively, they've only been on the field for two plays. So let's see. Now we're going to get to test Alex's leg out here because he's kicking from the 20. It'll be interesting to see how far this goes. There's the kick. It is a deep kick. He gets it down. Nobody catches it. It drops at the 12. Caught on the first bounce. Fort Payne trying to cover. Missed the tackle. Missed another tackle. He's up to midfield. Breaks back in the middle. He's breaking and breaking tackles. And he's all the way down to the Fort Payne 35-yard line. 
Coach Elmore told me about number six, Amarian Finch, and he is quite the athlete. So Fort Payne is uh, struggling to find its footing early in this game. It is, and these are those kind of games, and Etowah puts you in that situation where you got to do all the little things right. You, you, the defense has got to pursue. you got to give that little extra effort on the front end. The backs have got to, you know, you got to give a little bit more right here, and we'll see Fort Payne's got to yep. reach down. Yep. Etowah comes with a two tight end set. Well, it's not really two tight ends. They've got a trips, but it's all stacked inside the formation. One single receiver out to the right side. Hand off up the middle to number 11. Hit a real quick by Daryl Prater, no game. Hand off to Andrew Pierce, and he gets nothing. Daryl Prater shed his block very quickly and made that tackle. Second and 10, Etowah on the Fort Payne 35-yard line. Thompson's in shotgun formation and should stay in shotgun most of the night. Takes the snap, hands the number 10 again, also on a little draw play. This time he's got some running room. He breaks a tackle, breaks two tackles, and he gets gang tackle, but it's a first down for Etowah inside the Fort Payne 25-yard line. Looked like he got the edge on that one. Didn't have a, a contain. Well, no, it was a draw play, so they just kind of spread Fort Payne out, and he looked for a hole. Uh, Daryl came through so quick that time, he actually over-pursued him, but it had, I thought he made, could arm, arm tackle him, but uh, dismissed it. Yeah. Etowah comes first and 10 on the Fort Payne 23-yard line. There's the snap. Hands off to 10. He's got a hole. Gains five, six, maybe six yards on first down. Fort Payne getting a little chippy. Devin Wells getting a little chippy out there. Keep your composure, guys. I know it's early. It's still early, guys. we got plenty of ball game left. Etowah doesn't look exceptionally crisp, but they're just athletic enough to yes to make plays even when it's not crisp. So it's second down and six at Awah at the four-pane 19-yard uh, line. There's the snap, handoff to number 10 up the middle. There's a lot of running room there. He gets the first down, he's down to the 10-yard line. Briggs Freeman. Finding, they're finding big yards on four-pane early in this game. First and goal at Awah at the 10-yard line. Six ten left in the first quarter. Clock's running. Thompson sends two out to the side. Hands off to Briggs up the middle again. This time, Fort Payne stuffs it. Devin Wells on the tackle. I mean, excuse me, Will Green on the tackle. Nice play there. You know, some, some schools like Etowah, Ryan, are very fortunate because you see, you, you know, we've seen them at 4A. We've seen them at 5 Tr Truthfully, uh, you look at the sideline, and they have such a good pool to pull players from. Yeah. You're seeing the same teams that we saw yep. at, at a higher classification. Yep. They, they, they look athletic. That quarterback looks like a wow. college prospect just, just from the looks. So here it is, second and goal. Rolls left. Thompson, and he's sacked in the backfield. Nice play by Fort Payne. Skylar Hillier and Hayden Presley on the sack. So it's going to be third down and goal, but it's at the uh, Fort Payne 16-yard line. It'll be a nice stop right here for Fort Payne if they can get it and hold Etowah to a field goal attempt. Etowah goes in trips formation to the top side. 
Amarian Finch is that outside receiver. That's who you got to watch out for. Drops back. Thompson drops back. He's looking for running room. He rolls right. Throws in the flats. Completed. And he's going to run in for a Etowah touchdown. Looked like a man coverage there. And the running back, Briggs Freeman, broke free as Thompson was scrambling right. Hits him in the flats, and he scores a touchdown. So with uh, four minutes and 42 seconds left in the first quarter, Etowah takes a 15 to nothing lead. Again, nothing real fancy, just uh, runs out, makes actually a really good move after yeah. the catch. He did. He looked He looked good. They're, they're very athletic. Corona in, though, they, they fake the extra point and run up the middle. They had a backup, and he gets the two-point conversion. They had one of their up backs at like a fullback position, and he just took the snap. They rolled right up the middle with a little wedge formation. And Etowah gets the first uh, gets a two-point conversion. So it's 17 to nothing, Etowah, with 4.42 left in the first quarter. Let's take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey, folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale. And I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. All right, we are back. Etowah kicks off. Coronaro, uh, Corona kicks off on a bounce. Adame picks it up at the 15-yard line. Looking right side for running room. He breaks a tackle and almost breaks another tackle. He's out to the 31-yard line. All right, well, the good news in games like this, oftentimes we saw this with the two games Four Pains already played with the Athens game um, and with the Gadsden City game. It happened on both sides, and now Four Payne finds itself down early which can lead to the team that's up to get a little bit sluggish, and hopefully you can kind of chip away at this because it's still real, real early in this football game. Yeah, there's nothing wrong when your team scores 6, 17 points right off the bat, but sometimes you makes you a little nervous when you start out that good, so hopefully this game will turn around a little bit. Yep. Barnes is under center, hands to Aikens, looking for running room, and there's nothing there. We're not getting a whole lot of movement from our offensive line early in the game. All right, guys. They've got good game plans, and Coach Elmore has always been good at in-game adjustments. And Varnador and Prater both in-game adjustments, and they're going to have to adjust now. I heard Coach Vincent. I don't know if you heard him in the box behind us yelling at something, trying to get a timeout on that touchdown right. call. He saw something from the from the box that didn't look good. There's the snap. Gives to Aikens left side, and man, they are just stuffing us right now. There's just no running room. Well, and, and two, you get a little bit, you know, you've got to give the ball to Alex, but at the same time, you get a little bit of concern. I mean, he's he's already getting he's getting hit by two and three guys each play. So, yeah. um, wow. ho hopefully we can spread the wealth a little bit here and maybe hit some hot routes or throw some balls downfield. Yeah, it seems like everything, yeah, yeah, you're right. So it's third down and 12. Four paints struggling early. Barnes takes the snap. Looks left side, going to, going to throw it up. To, got uh, his hands Connor, on he got him, caught it. He's at the 40, he's at the 35, he's at the 30, 25, 20, 15, yeah. 10, Connor Cash, take it.
takes it to the house. Give him six. That a boy. Touchdown, Fort Payne. Nice play. Connor came back underneath. Ball was thrown a little bit short, just a go route, just a 50-50 ball per se. And Connor slides past back underneath the defensive back, catches the ball, and then really makes a good run. He was chased by four or five defenders and broke it. Yeah, show some good, show some good speed in two. And here's the here's, here's the good thing: you're going, you're giving to Alex, and you're going one on seven. You you throw it out there like that, and you get a, nearly a one on one, maybe a one on two. Yep. Gives us an opportunity on the edges. It's a great play call. Yep. There's the snap and the kick. It is good. So Fort Payne cuts into the lead with three minutes and ten seconds left in the first quarter. It's Etowah 17, Fort Payne 7. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. All right, we are back. As I mentioned, three minutes and ten seconds left in the first quarter. Fort Payne is cut into the lead with a touchdown pass to Connor Cash. I, I, I didn't know Con Connor had some wheels on it. Yeah, he did. Connor showed us a little bit something I, a couple weeks ago. I said we didn't have that breakaway speed. He just proved me wrong for sure. <laughs> There's the kick by McPherson. It lands in the end zone at a wall start at the 20-yard line. We were talking about it in the break, and, and, and you and I were just kind of discussing this with, with as much – trouble as they've had and it's early in the game so that you're not going to try to predict the rest of the game but as much early as trouble as they've had running inside those 50 50 balls may come into play a lot tonight well too edwas coming in the game saying hey we we're going to make you do that and fort Payne said turns right around and says well we will do that and that yep. and chris has thrown it through or coach elmore's thrown it three times i believe so far yep. that's what you got to show them and he said that wednesday in our meeting he said they're going to go man coverage on those corners and we've got to be able to throw it downfield on that and they worked on it all week and it paid off. So, Fort Payne gets a big strike, probably one of the bigger strikes of the year. You don't see this offense strike yeah, like we're that. Yeah, we're not a big play team. Sure. All right, so Etowah comes out. They've got uh, trips receivers this near side. Handoff up the middle, running back, and it's stuff there. There we go. That's the run fits that we need right there. Nice play by Daryl Prater up the middle on number 25 for Etowah, Josh Hendricks. And, you know, we, we talked about that during the break also. We had we saw that earlier in the season, a lot of game tackling, a lot of little extra effort yeah. here there defensively. And sometimes you need that offensive spark to make that happen again, and, and hopefully that's what's happening here. Yep. Etowah's run the ball a lot. They haven't thrown a lot. And when they have thrown, it's been bigger plays. They come out, and they've got two running backs in formation with Thompson and shotgun. Single receiver top side and near side. There's a snap. He fakes the handoff, and he throws out to Finch. No, that's not Finch. That's number three. Trying to break a tackle. And he is close to a first down. That's number three, Michael Bostic. Etowah is going to have good wide receivers and nice athletic guys on the outside. Completion there. And that is a Etowah first down. So they're at the 31, uh, their own 31-yard line. It's 17-7, to 7, two minutes and 19 seconds left in the first quarter. Finch is on this near side, along with Bostic. 
Thompson in the shotgun formation. He's got running back left and right side. Tight end is on the top side. Now one of the running backs comes into a uh, kind of a wing back set to this side. Handoff up the middle to 10. He's looking for room. Not a liar. Well, he ended up getting about five yards on that play. Be second down and five. I'm not sure, is that a draw, or is there, is there some design trap up the middle? Yeah, there's a little delay to that play. Yeah. I, it's, I tell you what it's doing. It's getting Daryl downhill so far. He's missing a tackle. He's been in the backfield every play, uh, yeah. Daryl Prater. They may just have to have him just stuff that middle and hold up. Right. Because of the way he's creating some running lanes there. Etowah has a little bit of confusion in the backfield. Both running backs are not real sure what they're supposed to do. This is a tight formation now. Everybody's inside tight. It's second and five. Takes the snap. Throws to a little wing, wing back uh, mm. wide receiver. Uh, running back bubble pass, and it is broken up by Alex Akins. So I guess he is doing everything tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's a swing pass, Brian. There we go. I got it now. I got it. Just took me about ten seconds. I'm going bubble. What is that? Threw it to the running back out here. What is that? It's a swing pass. That's what we call it. It looks like we got a flag on the play, and Fort Payne's pointing like it's against Etowah. They're going to push him back. They gave Coach Elmore a choice, so that's probably a holding call, if I had to guess. Waiting on the official to give us the signal. One minute and 12 seconds left in the first quarter. That is a personal foul. Face mask, I think. Or is that targeting? He called targeting. So now it's going to be second down and 20 for Etowah. There's the snap. Thompson drops back. He's looking for a screen set up this side. There's nothing there. That's got to be a lineman downfield from where he was throwing the ball. They tried to set the screen up. Nothing was there, so he just threw it away to the right side. And Coach Elmore's going and complaining about it. There's a lineman downfield, so that should be. But <laughs> These guys are looking like, yep. You're right, Coach. If there's a screen, then there's a lineman downfield. And if you throw it downfield, that's an illegal lineman downfield, an eligible receiver downfield. So now it's third down and 20, Etowah. We're approaching one minute left in the first quarter. Thompson in shotgun formation. He's got running back left and right side. Fakes the screen, or fakes the draw. He's looking deep down the field. He's going to throw deep to his right side. Nobody there. Three stopped. Bostic stopped. And I, I think Thompson thought he was going to go, and he just threw it all the way down the field. So it's fourth down. Fort Payne holds. Fort Payne looking really good on that possession. You yeah. know, getting a lot of penetration, more pressure on the quarterback. And the secondary, too, is not – they know they're not going to be lulled to sleep. That, mm -hmm. Their fur is up on their back now because they, they're throwing it all over the secondary. Yeah. So uh, Fort Payne looking really good on that possession. You, you feel like that initial wave is kind of dying down a right, little bit. Right. Fort Payne's kind of getting their footing now. So – uh, Finch is actually the snapper. I mean, the kicker. Oh, how did they not block that? My goodness. So Oliver catches it at the Fort Payne 47-yard line. Fort Payne's going to start in good field position. Got a little bit of extracurricular activity on this play as well. Seth Williams tangling with somebody. Well, I don't know how we didn't block that kick. We had somebody in the backfield. <laughs> he, was, he was all over that. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Patterson's Music and Jewelry. Rent, buy, or repair your instruments at Patterson's Music and Jewelry. Dan and Marie sell and service a variety of musical instruments and sound equipment. Drop by to see their beautiful selection of jewelry in downtown Fort Payne. Barnes under center, first and down, first and ten. Hands off to Aikens, looking for running. Boy, there's just 
Nothing there on the run plays right now. Etowah's getting a lot of penetration. Linebackers are, are scraping and moving almost like, uh, what's the old 414 T-pop? Remember those? Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Hit, hit a little tight end over the center, over the middle. Yeah. Or if they'll keep throwing those deep balls on the sides and get those safeties to back up and help out on those deep balls, then you're going to open up right. The yeah, safety's yeah, playing at yeah. eight yards. Gives the Aikens up the middle, nothing there. Man, Etowah is run fitting us right now. It's going to be third down and long. Coach Elmore's kind of shaking his head. He's going to let the end of the quarter run out. Let me finish telling you about Dan and Marie. Drop by to see their beautiful selection of jewelry or have yours clean located in historic downtown Fort Payne. You're hearing this live on FPTV. That's Patterson's Music and Jewelry. Now we're going to take a 30, let's take a one-minute break. It's the end of the first quarter. Etowah 17, Fort Payne 7, a one-minute timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Greenhill Boulevard Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildcats. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. All right, we are back. It's a third down and 15. Barnes in shotgun formation, takes the snap. He's looking, he's gonna go one-on-one -on -one with Connor Cash again. Connor looking for the ball. He almost yeah, made yeah, an acrobatic yeah. catch right there. That was a good attempt. I mean, as, as much as they've, they've just gotta loosen some things up here. So it's gonna be fourth down, Fort Payne. Wonder if we can do some back shoulder, they got to do what they worked on in practice. That's exactly right. I was trying to draw up a play a while ago. <laughs> now, really, you see that, and, and Connor runs them off into space. A little bit of what they did to us, and that flat opens up. Yeah, yeah, it will. It will. And, and they've got to get those linebackers out there covering. McPherson catches the, the snap, gets the kick away. 21 catches it at the 19-yard line. He's coming to this near side. That's got to be a block in the back. How in the world is that not a block? He's got, got room. There's a flag there. Oh, wow. There's two flags, and Daryl Prater almost took 21's head off. I think Daryl's had enough. <laughs> there's going to be a flag on the play. The ball was returned all the way into, Etowah, into Fort Payne territory, but there's going to be a flag on this. That's going to be a targeting, too. That was a, a defenseless player, a blindside block, uh, hitting the head. Wow. Yep, that's a, a flag on Etowah. Actually, they, they missed the block in the back the, right after he caught the punt. So this thing's got an opportunity to get a little bit testy here. So let's see what happens. I feel like I've had a week off. I can't talk. My mouth isn't working. When I'm trying to say what's going on on the field, it's not working. I don't know what a swing pass is. You made it a Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> Calling this game like <laughs> Betty White. <laughs> 
All right, here we go. Let's give it a shot now. First and 10, Etowah at their own 27-yard line. Thompson in shotgun formation. He's got Pierce to his left. Finch is on the top side of the formation. He drops back. He's looking to this left side, to this right side. No room to run. He's trying to break some tackles. Boy, that's a big boy running. Gains about three. Good coverage by Kobe King and Hayden Harrell on that. Covering Michael Bostic. So uh, Fort Payne does a good job there. Second and eight. I'll get loose. I'll get loosened up here. I don't have a pregame as a, an announcer, you know. Play by play. You want to start stretching a little I am. bit more. We'll do some calisthenics before we get rolling on this thing. So now it's second down and uh, eight, Etowah. Thompson in shotgun formation. Hands the ball off up the middle. Kobe King comes down. Boy, I tell you what, if he had about another 25 or 30 pounds on him, he could lay the lumber to somebody. Because oh, he yes. brings every bit he's got every week. He does. Fort Payne looking a lot more settled in. Uh, these last two possessions, defensively looking really good. Yeah. Uh, yep. Third down and four, Etowah. Nothing easy. Right. Which, with this, which with this speed, excuse me, but which with this speed, you know, you still have to watch that big play. But Fort Payne really starting to play some ball now defensively. Here. Yeah. It's third down and four. The crowd's trying to get into it. Thompson in shotgun formation. He's got Pierce beside him. Fakes the draw. Throws left side to Finch, and it's incomplete. Just, just threw it low and away. And, you know, we've given him enough. Not, a, I mean, there was pressure on him there, but it wasn't pressure enough to make no. that throw. But yeah. what, what happened is he's got pressure from these other, these last two or three plays in the last possession, especially, yeah. and it's a little bit in his head. Yeah. He had him open. Get, yeah, he had him open. He had a little more time too, but just a great job of the defense. Good stunts. Great defense. Yep. So Etowah takes Finch back to uh, punt. Amari and Finch back in punt formation now. If they want to, I think they can put pressure on him. There's the snap. Here they come. They go after they get it. They block the punt. Fort Payne's going to have the ball at Etowah's 26-yard line. They had to have seen that on film because he is very, very slow at getting that punt off. And Fort Payne blocks it. They're set up in great field position deep inside Etowah territory with 10 minutes and 42 seconds left in the half. You know, after that first punt when everybody was yelling block it, I think there was four guys actually came to the sideline and said, I think I could have blocked that. <laughs> well, they did that time. <laughs> they came after it, and they got it. Four Payne huddles up in a very odd formation here. Oh, wow. Okay, so they overload. No, that's, a, that's just a normal formation. Now they're shifting, and they get Etowah to jump off sides. I saw this play in practice, too. This is a very strange little deal they got going on. They're very similar to what they did against uh, Gadsden City a couple of weeks ago, shifting in formation, and Etowah jumps this time, assuming they give the call on that. I thought Marcus Ledford was at left tackle <laughs> I think when he was. came out. Oh, now they're going to call Fort. Uh-oh, this is going to make Coach Elmore really wow. mad. They're going to call false start. He's going to call a timeout. He's going to get a clarification on this. He, he might get a little bit heated right here. So he's called, Coach Elmore has called a timeout, and he's about to get in the ear of this white hat. Let's take it with him. Let's take a one-minute break. This is Four Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturdays. 
So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage, 1889 Cafe. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. We are back. Aikens takes the ball up the middle, looking for running room. It's a, it's a first and 15. So, Coach Elmore is trying to explain. I, I, I have to think that that official has to know the rules. I mean, you got to pass tests to do this. And uh, we were talking about it in the break. I'd make him call it again. I'd, I'd run the same do right. thing again, see if they can get him to right. jump and see if they call a penalty on us again. I'd make him do it. But we'll see what Coach Elmore does. It's second down and third, or 14, Fort Payne, trying to take advantage of this field position in a blocked punt. Barnes in shotgun formation, Aikens to his right. Brings Ledford in, form, in motion across the formation. Fakes the handoff. There Third he down is. The There's Steve Sawyer Burt. He's There's got Steve it. Pop. There's Pop. <laughs> Touchdown, Sawyer Burt. Make it hurt, Sawyer Burt. Touchdown, hey, Fort Payne. You, can't, you cannot bring the safety up that. You know, the linebackers are right at the rear ends of the tackles, and you, you're going to bring the safety up that high. You've got to throw that. You back. have to. And they worked on that play. I saw that play in practice. It's 17-13, to 13, Etowah, with 9 minutes, 57 seconds left in the half. Just a little fake to uh, fake the handoff to uh, Aikens, and Burt just runs down the seam. It was that old T pop. You know, yeah, Barnes, sinks, exactly like Barnes sinks his helmet. No matter what anybody tells you defensively, you're watching the quarterback right off the bat. He yeah. sinks his helmet, and everybody oh, just. Oh, no, bad snap. Bad snap, and Varnador rolls right, throws it in the flats, and it's incomplete. Mishandled the snap, so with the extra point is no good. Nine minutes, 57 seconds left in the half. Etowah 17, four paint 13. Go ahead, Britt. What were you saying? Yeah, just a, just a great play call, and, and ran, they ran it just perfect. Beautiful about play. The safety and, coming and, up. And, and, and you know what's good? That's a great play this possession, and it's even better next possession. Yep. Just for the pure thought of, hey, they, I better listen they, up a little they bit. They have got to go over there as a defense and say, all right, hey, guys, <laughs> we got to be careful on this. Yeah. We can't just right. commit everybody to the run. We've got to have some pass. And Fort Payne has not been uh, – they've been good – in pass offense, they haven't been great in pass offense. But what you're seeing now is uh, Fort Payne willing and able to throw a lot of different routes. Right. And so they are. And, and, and here's what Etowah does. Etowah is so athletic up front. Those front four guys are so athletic. Even if they don't jam the box, you still have to make those plays and, and make those passes to loosen other things up yep. to give us a chance. Yep. McPherson lines up to kickoff. We had a little bit of a delay there. Coach Elmore was giving a little bit more to the white hat, which I don't blame him. Terrible call. You've got to know your rules. They got they got tests for that. I think I can criticize officials. And I'm not going to get I in think trouble you, for that. I think you can. Okay. McPherson approaches the kick. If you can't, we'll get with you on Monday. <laughs> Somebody will call me in for a meeting. <laughs> Good thing it's at my full-time gig. That's out of the back of the end zone. Uh, Etowall started at the 20-yard line. So it's 17-13. to 13. Fort Payne missed the try for a uh, point after. Defense has improved. We have stabilized this game. This is a ball game now. It's 17 to 13. It was looking ugly, ugly early for Fort Payne, getting down early. But they have chipped away at this. Uh, you got to give credit to Jake Barnes, throwing really good passes. I mean, he's putting the Very ball on the pass. money. Very good, yes. Uh, hit Sawyer Bird in stride. I mean, 
Burt was open, but he still had to, he kind of had to thread a little bit of the needle on that linebacker that was covering Sawyer, and he did. All right, Thompson back in shotgun formation. And he has uh, Josh Hendricks in the backfield, takes the snap, gives it to Hendricks up the middle, leaps a defender, but falls on to one knee and gains about five yards on first down. It'll be first down and five, or second down and five for uh, Etowah. No, they, they actually bring it back. I think his, I thought his knee did fall yeah, when he his jumped. knee went down. Jump. So they brought it back, and now it's second and eight. Etowah sends twins receivers to the top side. They've got a tight end on this near side. And Hendricks is in uh, the backfield. Wing back on the top side as well. Thompson takes the snap, fakes the handoff, throws left side to Finch. He's got a completion. That's a first down for Etowah up to their own 34-yard line, and they'll move the sticks on that play. Nice, nice throw and catch there from Thompson to Finch. Uh, pretty simple pass pattern there. First and 10 Etowah at their own 34-yard line. Finch coming to this near side now. I remember in practice, the, the day I was there at practice, they were calling six out every play. This is six, here's six, here's six. So definitely keying on him. Thompson has two running backs. Gives to number two, this, this near side, looking for room. There's a holding call. I could hear Coach Vincent in the box behind me saying, holding, 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 and this official does call it. So that'll move Etowah back. It's a spot foul in high school, so it's going to end up being about second and 15. In college, they take that back at the original down marker, so it would be uh, first down and 20. But because of it's a spot foul in high school ball, it's going to be first down in roughly 17. Got to be pleased with what's happened so far in terms of just getting through that initial wave and then scoring two touchdowns, one on big, really two on big plays, the punt block. So here we go. Thompson in shotgun formation. He's got two running backs. Takes the snap. He's looking back over there to the left side to Finch. He's going to throw deep to Finch. Kobe King's there, and it is overthrown, incomplete. Had triple coverage on that one. Seth Williams, Diego Gallegos, and Kobe King all in coverage, and he still blew past. <laughs> He's a fast cat. Oh, he is. <laughs> Kobe doing a really good job. That that whole left side did a good job. But Kobe doing a really good job just yep. to get good angle. Getting back to into get help. There. Right. A little out and up, I think. So now it is second down and 17, Etowah. Thompson has is, is got, is got a great arm. Um, hasn't – Hadn't shown a, shown a lot of touch right now or so far in this game. Second down and 17. Hardwick now is, is, a, is a running back. Here comes the rush. Four paint trying to get to him. He's rushed, flushed, and runs to this right side trying to gain some yardage and only gets about a yard. So it's going to be third down and very long. He doesn't have he doesn't appear to really want to take a bunch of hits. No, he's, uh, he, he's ready to get out of that pocket pretty quick. We applied a little pressure on him there earlier, and it, it's uh, changed his momentum you would think drastically. It, yeah, you would think with that kind of pressure, he finds a hole, and he's going to try to get some yardage up the field, but he's really kind of looking for the sideline. Third down and 16, Etowah, and they're going to call a timeout. Eight minutes and nine seconds left in the half. Etowah leads 17 to 13. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors real quick. 
Not your mama's deli. That's exactly what I said. Not your mama's deli. Opens at 5 p.m. Wednesdays through Saturday. Stop by for delicious sandwiches, fire brick oven pizzas, pepper jack cheese sticks, and more. Made with only the fresh ingredients. Live musical entertainment on Fridays and Saturday nights till 2 a.m. Great idea for after the game. Uh, you're hearing this live on FPTV. Y'all go check out Not Your Mama's Deli in downtown Fort Payne, right across the street from the police station. So Etowah calls a timeout. They're, th- they're first of the half. And <laughs> Coach Elmore's still talking to the officials. <laughs> I got a feeling he's going to stay in their ear about this. Don't know what to say. I, you know, when I was coaching, we all knew the associations. So we all knew where, you know, over here, you know, if you go to Phoenix City, you're down seven points when you walk off the bus. And that's just that's a given. You just knew that. You, you go play over there, the referee's going to get seven points out of you somewhere. Right. So it's third down and long, Etowah. They're going to go with quads to the top side. They've got a wing back and trips and a tight end down on this near side. And he's going to roll left, roll left, looking down the field. There's nobody there trying to find somebody. Comes back. Nice play on defense by Bennett Blanks. And it's going to be fourth down. They're going to be forced to punt. It's interesting to see if they try to get more protection for Finch on this punt or if they're going to just keep doing the same thing and Fort Payne go after it. I believe I'd, I believe I'd make him punt it quick again. I mean, if you're that slow, you're that slow. Let's go get it. Secondary doing a really good job yeah. there. He had a, quite a bit of time to throw the ball in the secondary. Uh, normally something opens up in that amount of time, but Fort Payne doing a really good job. Yep. Brandon Oliver back in uh, punt formation to receive from Finch. There's the snap. Here's the kick. He gets it off a little bit quicker. It's kind of a knuckleball kick that Oliver fields a fair catch at the 43-yard line. Fort Payne will set up shop there. Let's stay here because they're going to come out quick, and I'll try to go to these 30-second breaks, and they – they get to me quick. I end up half the first play of the series is already gone when we're coming back from break. I'm going to try to stop doing that. I think that's the week off stuff too. It is not easy to call play-by-play, by the way. Those uh, <clears throat> bye weeks, we're going to start getting you another game to do. <laughs> Sit in the bleachers somewhere. Just talk Just go to practice. yourself. Just talk to myself, yeah. <laughs> All right. Connor Cash goes across the formation in motion. Now he's set up in twins formation to the top side. Two running backs in the backfield with Barnes this time, Prater and Akins. Takes the snap, hands to Akins. Prater's going to be a lead blocker like a power play there. Nice pickup, four yards, three or four yards for Alex Akins on first down. You were telling me about Alex last week with 190 yards. And what were you saying that, that Daddy, yeah, I, co- Daddy yeah, Coach Elmore told you? Yeah, eight or nine yards was his longest carry. That's what I understood. Yeah. And uh, that's a lot of carry, you know. Yeah, nine yards is your longest carry. That's you grinding. That is grinding to have that amount of yards. That's Great three, game. That is three yards in a cloud of dust by definition <laughs> right there. All right, it's second down and seven, Fort Payne. Barnes in shotgun formation, takes the snap. Bobbles the snap a little bit, throws it on right side. It's to uh, Ricky Adame. They're trying that go pattern again. We mentioned it earlier. That I'd throw that thing a bunch until they stopped it. Covered it up there, but they still got to think about it. It's going to be third down and seven. They've at least got the th- the secondary thinking about, hey, these balls are coming to us. We got to be ready. So let's see what Coach Elmore dials up on third down. Four pains at its own 46-yard line. Seven minutes and 11 seconds left in the half. 
down by four, 17 to 13. They come in twins, top side, twins near side. Akins is in running back formation. Barnes takes the snap. He drops back, looks to set up the screen to Akins. It is there wide it is. open. Wide He's open. got running room to go. There he goes inside the 40, the 35, the 30, the 25-yard line. Alex Akins on a first down run on the screen pass with third and seven. Nice play call by Coach Elmore. Boy, he set that up nice. And Barnes oh, really yeah. did a good job selling that to get the, the screen set up. And Etowah had no idea it was coming. Nice play call. It's first and 10, Fort Payne at the Etowah 24-yard line. Good run by Aikens after the catch. <laughs> he's so yeah. used to hitting people like five yards down the field, he still turned to look like that. Yeah, he's like, he's, wait a minute, there's nobody here. Right. I can run. This looks like that formation they're going to run. Yep, there it is. Now, this is a little trick formation that I can't even describe to you what's happening here. But Barnes is in shotgun, takes the snap. He looks in, there it is, down the middle. And Marcus Ledford catches it. It's a touchdown for Payne. Beautiful play call on the trick play. Touchdown, Fort Payne. With six minutes and 34 seconds left in the half, Fort Payne takes the lead, 19 to 17. Here comes the point attempt. So let me see if I can describe what happened. Fort Payne come out in a traditional formation, but Ledford was at tackle. And then they shift, and when they shifted, an offensive lineman went out to the right side and not Ledford. So Ledford was still eligible in the middle of the formation, and he looked like an offensive lineman. There's the snap and the kick. McPherson makes it. And Fort Payne has taken the lead with six minutes and 34 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne 20, Etowah 17. We'll talk about this when we come back from a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. You shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. All right, we are back. Well, Fort Payne not only survived the initial wave, they have actually uh, taken the momentum away from Etowah and lead 20-17 to 17 with just over six minutes left in the half. McPherson takes the kick, and he just pounds it. Oh, Lord, man, that's going to hit. That hit the fence. My gracious, he killed that ball. So, Fort Payne has seized momentum, and we were talking during the break about they, their secondary is going to have to play you can't imagine that they're going to play defense as as um, aggressive as they have right, been in this right. the, in the first quarter. So, like you pointed out, in the first, you know, in, even in the first quarter, linebackers are just up nearly at the line of scrimmage. Safety's up, what six eight yards off yeah. the ball. I mean, you know, ten at the most where you normally see them a lot deeper. But uh, probably going to see some changes on that defense. <laughs> Should be. So here comes uh, Etowah, first and ten from their own twenty. Here's the handoff up the middle. Running back's trying to look for some running room. He gets about five yards. It's going to be second down and five. Yeah, Fort Payne, uh, you know, you have to look at what they've done in this, the last half of the first quarter. Of course, the block punt helped change some of that momentum. That pass to Connor Cash, that really kind of had, gave him a little bit of a spark because that was third and 10 or third and 12 on that play. And so to get a touchdown out of that on a long touchdown play really gave Fort Payne a spark and kind of helped them stabilize themselves. Second down and five, Etowah at their own 25-yard line. 
Thompson calling an audible at the line of scrimmage. He's in shotgun formation. Got trips to this side. He's looking to this side. He's, and there, oh, he almost gets it. He's trying to look for running room. Fort Payne sacks him. Fort Payne sacks him. And it's going to be third down and nine. You know, you're taught as a, as a quarterback that when you've got all that stuff going on around you, you've got to keep your eyes downfield. And you can see Thompson's a little bit hesitant when he's got pressure on him. Yeah. So it's third down and nine. Etowah at their own 21-yard line. Five minutes and 25 seconds. Clock is running left in the half. Fort Payne putting pressure on Thompson early in this ballgame. Finch is down here on this near side along with Michael Bostic. Two running backs in the backfield with Thompson. He takes the ball, looks back. Had a little stop and go set up to Finch. Finch is trying to come back, and he's not going to get anywhere near a first down. Throws it incomplete out of bounds, and it's fourth down. Etowah's going to have to punt. Fort Payne has absolutely grabbed the momentum of this first half and have just taken over this game. Uh, you really got to like what you're seeing here. Because, I mean, we were talking about during the break, we're like, what in the world is yeah. this? They, they're just getting just shellacked early on, just looked like they were shell-shocked. Yeah, 20 unanswered points and just so much pressure on that quarterback. And he's uh, – even when there's not pressure, he's feeling pressure. Yep. Yep, you're right. So Brandon Oliver standing at his own 45-yard line to receive the punt from uh, Finch. There's the snap. Finch gets the kick away. It's a wobbly spiral. Brandon comes up to make the fair catch, and he does make the fair catch. At the 47-yard line, Fort Payne will take over there. Let's take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. Looking left side, looking left side to Scholar Cody. It is going to be picked off. Four Payne tried, man. That was a good play call. He just was covered well. Twenty-eight. I'd continue to do it. You know, they've too. got. I would say twenty-eight is the only guy that can make a play on the ball. The other ones are good defensively because of speed. We ha we hadn't seen anybody knock a ball down. We hadn't seen an interception yeah. until that time. And I don't know if he was intentionally moved to this side to cover him, but he stayed with him. Right. Yeah. He did a good job. That was uh that was Tyler Dobbs made the interception for Etowah. So I'd, I'd do play. it again. Yeah. I'd, I'd still but do it again. It's still, that, it's still that putting pressure, putting pressure on the deep safeties. And, well, that was a linebacker. So Etowah now has the ball at, the, at their own 15-yard line. Give the ball to 10. Left side, he's trying to find the corner. He does find the corner. He's going to end up getting a first down out to the 30-yard line. He gets waylaid by Fort Payne there. And there's going to be a flag on. I think it's going to be a – it's getting a little bit testy down there. And Dobbs, when he made that interception, was pointing at the four-painted sideline. And I don't think our defense liked that at all. So I don't know who this flag's going to be on. But it's going to be a personal foul. It's a personal foul on Fort Payne. I think that was on Devin Wells. He kind of gave a shove to one of the offensive linemen. But, boy, when it gets hot and heated down there, it's hard to get that under control. So, Edouard gets first down and 15 yards. 
So let's see if this defense can hold here. Four minutes and 41 seconds left in the half. Four Payne leads 20 to 17. Yeah, like you said, that was Skyler Cody coming out of the backfield. They ran a motion away from Cody, and he runs a little wheel route. And Tyler Dobbs had it covered all the way. Um, really nothing he could do there. <laughs> So Etowah has the ball first and 10 from their own 45-yard line. Thompson comes under center, hands the ball off in a little sweep formation to number 35. He's got a little bit of running room, game seven yards on first down. And it's going a little bit back and forth over there now. These officials are going to have to do something here. Second down and three. That was Perry Byers at running back that time. First time that they've gone under center this this game. You know, like we said, they're going to have to make changes offensively and defensively. Yeah, they're back in. They're under center now. And this, they have. This is looking like a wing tee, and it kind of has a little wing tee feel. Gains three. He's close to a first down. That looked like a, a wing tee, the old wing tee sweep. With 35, Perry Byers taking the sweep. Very similar to what four painters run before, but they didn't have a traditional fullback. Looked like the fullback was more lined up like a wingback. It looks like the way they're spotting it that they have given him the first down. So Etowah picks up a first down. They're now on uh, Fort Payne's side of the ball. It's 45 side of the field. It's 45-yard line going in. And they're back under center. This is that kind of a wing T field here. Thompson under center. Takes a snap, same little sweep formation of number 35. He gets a little bit running room there, three or four yards. And now Devin Wells and number 73, Bennett Nance, have been going at it. I think that's who Devin pushed that got the personal foul. So uh, officials are going to have to get control of that. Second down and six. When Fort Payne played Gadsden City, Coach Elmore told me that when Etowah played Gadsden City, they gave them trouble with well, this little wing T set, and that's what they're doing. I would expect this to be the same thing. There it is again, that same sweep. Heisman Brown snuffs this out. Fort Payne gang tackles him for no yards. So they figured it out on that time. So it would be interesting to see on a third down play what Etowah comes with off of that play. Well, Etowah's going to come into this thinking that they can just out play us yeah. and and that's 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 what their offense looked like in the beginning they were just look more athletic they look faster stronger the whole nine yards yeah. but Fort Payne has uh, turned the tables here so going back to basic football here yeah now Etowah goes back to their spread formation it's third down and five they got trips receivers on this near side maybe a tight end on the top side one running back in the formation with Thompson there's the snap hands to the running back he's uh, close to first in four play fumble was that a fumble it was a fumble and I think Fort Payne thinks they got it. They did get it. <laughs> Huge. That's a big play. Andrew Pierce on the run. Fumbles the ball. Fort Payne recovers. So they'll set up shop at the 35-yard line. So trading turnovers there. Fort Payne now has the ball with two minutes and 20 seconds left till half, leading by three. So will it be interesting to see what Fort Payne tries to do here? with two and a half minutes left in the half. Barnes goes under center, got wing back right, wing back left, and Aikens up the middle trying to make a running play, and there's not much there. Mm -hmm. Maybe a yard. Boy, Edouard's been really good on that run. There, they're getting penetration on most every run play that we've had. 
Second down and nine. That's really ten. You know, we've run it enough, too. Faking off of it is going to do the same same yeah. thing and possibly open up a receiver, so hopefully we'll yeah. benefit from that. Uh, pretty much the same formation. Barnes is still under center. Takes the snap. Fakes to Aikens. Now he's rolling to this side. Looking down the field to right Sawyer Bird. He's got there it. There he is. Oh, man. Ooh, that's nice good play. play. Really good nice play. play by that defensive back because Sawyer Burt had, had a little bit of a step on him. But number two, Jarvis Hardwick makes the play. So it's going to be third down and 10 with 146 left in the half. But Barnes put the ball on. He put it where he needed yeah, to be. Yeah, that's a really good play. And that was, a, that was a pretty deep corner route by Sawyer Burt. And Barnes, Barnes put it on the money. i got to give him credit on that. It's third down and 10. What's it been, like two minutes since I said they hadn't made a play defensively in the secondary? And now <laughs> no, they've made no, two, no, an interception it. and a, as good a play as you can make. Yep. Good play. All right, here's the snap. Barnes is looking this side. Throws to Ledford. He's good, got it. Good. First down, Fort Payne. Good. Nice throw by Jake Barnes. I'm going to tell you what. Jake has been good. He's throwing the ball really well. Yeah, he has. He really has. I mean, he is making good decisions. He's putting the ball on the money. Nice catch. And Ledford was covered. That's a tough throw right there. It's first and 10, Fort Payne on their own 47-yard line. Here's the ball handoff to Aikens. He's got a little bit of running room on this side. Gets him another first down. Down to the 40-yard line, and there's a flag. That's going to be a late hit. Give them 15 more yards and put Fort Payne deep in Etowah territory. There's one minute and 30 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne's got some momentum now. They're running the ball. Aikens is talking a little trash, and the official's saying, hey, buddy, let's chill out on that. Personal foul on Etowah. That's going to set up Fort Payne right around the 25-yard line. Four Payne has found a little bit of a spark here. You know, Jake has spread it out. You've got Ledford with a touchdown catch. You've got Burt with a touchdown catch. You've got Cash with a touchdown catch. You've got Aikens running the ball. He's throwing to Adame. Adame doesn't have any receptions yet, but he's still putting it out there. Here we go, first and 10, Fort Payne on the 27-yard line, and Etowah is going to call a timeout. With 1.30 left in the half, Etowah is going to call a timeout. Let's take it with them. Let's take a one-minute timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank. Finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill Antique. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage, 1889 Cafe. All right, we're back. One minute, 30 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne leads 20 to 17, but they're marching now into Etowah territory at, their own, at the Etowah's 27-yard line. Barnes in shotgun formation. He's flanked by Aikens and Prater on this formation. He takes the snap, fakes the handoff to Prater. Looks down the middle, looks down the left sideline. He's got Aikens. Oh, my goodness, he had Aikens. 
he had him on a wheel route, and he just overthrew him out of bounds. That's one of the few, uh, I want to say it's a poor pass, but he did throw it out of bounds. But that's one of the few that Jake had, boy, and it was a touchdown too. And he threw it down there right next to his dad, who's down on that five-yard line, Patrick Barnes, the principal of, o of Fort Payne High School. He's trying to blow and that one back in bounds, <laughs> wasn't he? He's over there pointing like, son, it's right here. You had him. All right, it's second down and ten. Barnes in shotgun formation. Again, flanked by Prater and Akins. Now they shift the formation to try to get Etowah to jump. Sawyer Burke comes to this side, and Etowah's a little bit confused on defense. They hand the ball to Akins. He looks for a cutback lane, gets a little bit of a cutback lane, and gains about five yards. Fort Payne had Etowah confused on defense on that shift when Sawyer Burke came from the right side to the left side. And as they were shifting, he snapped the ball to try to run this uh, zone play to this side, and Akins cut it back and gained five yards. It's going to be third down and five. Fort Payne in the huddle. We're down to just right at, right now, it's one minute left. The clock is running, and we're under a minute. Third down and six, seven yards for Fort Payne. Barnes is under center. He takes a snap, fakes the handoff, fakes a reverse. Sets up a screen that's not there. Tried to set up the screen, and 35 was just all over Aikens, and there's nothing there, so Fort Payne's going to attempt a field goal. 45 seconds left in the half. Coach Elmer, real creative with some of these play calls and these designs. It just, it, it just gives you enough hesitancy to know to, to not be so full speed on it. Tried to set up the screen, and Aikens was covered by a linebacker, and it's incomplete. Alex McPherson in to kick a 39-yard field goal attempt. Dax Varnador on the hold. Saw your Burt snap. There's the snap. There's the hold. There's the kick. It's away. Looks like it's good, and it is good. So, 41 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne takes a 23-17 lead. Let's take a 30-second break. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. All right, 41 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne has taken a 23-17 lead. It's hard to imagine that 45 minutes ago, Fort Payne was down 17 to nothing, and it looked like it was pretty – it didn't look very good. There goes uh, McPherson's kick. Yeah, you're right. They're going to send him an invoice for those uh, – <laughs> For those signs, because he's yeah. going to destroy one of those. Yeah, he's kicked soon. them all through that neighborhood down there for sure. <laughs> uh, Brent said at the half or in the break that he's going to have to pay association dues if he keeps kicking the ball down there. Yeah, he's kicked them on the, both rows there on First Street, Second Street. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll see what Etowah tries to do with 41 seconds left. You know, I've, I've got a really good feeling that you're not the only one thinking and we're not the only ones thinking. Wow, 23 unanswered points. This game started off 17-0. It looked like it was about to be a runaway, and Fort Payne's just completely shifted gears. Wow. Well, let's see what Etowah tries to do. you got to imagine they're going to at least attempt to do something here to move the ball and see what happens. They're going to hand it off up the middle. Little to no gain, maybe four yards. I think they're going to just be content to run this play clock out and go to the half down six. Yeah. They're not even attempting. Yeah, with the play clock the way it is, Thompson's coming off the field. <clears throat> Etowah is going to uh, just go to the half down six. 
Clock's at 20 seconds, and they're just going to let the clock run out. So you got to be pleased. I mean, I, I'll be interested to hear what Coach Elmore has to say at halftime. Um, but, my goodness, they showed a lot of stamina, a lot of guts to go down 17, to stay with the plan, to stay focused, and to come back and take the 23-17 lead. All right, hold up. Somebody called a timeout. Etowah called a timeout. Did they call a timeout? Somebody called a timeout with one second left with that. That fooled everybody, including me. So I'm going to tell you about one of our sponsors, American Crawl Space LLC. If you have standing water under your house, you need to call Derek at American Crawl Space. They use the latest in technology to dry out your crawl space, improving the indoor air quality of your home and making it safer for your family. You're getting this live on FPTV. American Crawl Space LLC is also the sponsor of our post-game scoreboard show with Chris Dura from 10 to 11 o'clock on WZOB, 100.9 FM and 12.50 AM. So I'm not sure what Etowah was trying to do by calling a timeout. They have got trips formation to the top side of the field. I don't know if they've got some kind of trick play they're going to try. But Fort Payne's just playing real deep coverage, real soft coverage. And he's going to throw it up deep down this sideline. Hayden Harrell picks it off. He's going to make some run attempt. He's up the sideline. He threw, he threw him down, yeah. actually. That yeah, was number two was a little bit if, if, a little bit extracurricular on that hit. If they would have watched, seen that little close ref standing right next to him, he sees, yeah. looks at that just a, just a little closer, and it's <laughs> unnecessary. Roughness. You know, I, this, I'm, I'm probably old school, which I, I, feels weird for me to say that. But if you're down, if you're just getting your rear end handed to you from the middle of the first quarter to halftime, why in the world do you want to show your butt like that? I don't know, but – all right, well, we're at halftime, and our microphones are not going right. Okay, something's going on with the mics. We're going to take – we are going to take – I don't have anything. Here we go. We're going to take a two-minute break. When we come back, Fort Payne's band, since this is an away game, Fort Payne's band is going to take the field first. So we're going to two, take a two-minute timeout, and we'll come back with the band, and we'll have some post-game interviews or some halftime interviews after that. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. We've got a slingshot over there if anybody wants to come by and look at it. Um, we're going to be running all summer long from uh, 8.30 in the morning till probably six, seven o'clock at night. It just depends on how long it takes us to do it. But we want to invite everybody to come out here and see us. We're on Highway 35. We're here by Walmart. Great inventory to choose from. We've got great finance. And listen, guys, we can't do it without you. We just want to tell you how much we appreciate you. Bobby Ledbetter is always uh, willing to say, get the best deal no matter what. Let's not let them leave without a car. So y'all come down here and see us. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. 
And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC.
up my vintage Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill Antique. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart, uh, a bit of a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. Hey, Webb, can you hear me? Uh, I don't hear Webb. Hold on, Webb. Okay, Webb, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Awesome. Okay, we got you. Go carry Webby scores. Okay, so y'all are hearing us doing a little bit of housekeeping in the background. Webb, they're coming down with the scores, but in the meantime, we got some stuff we could talk about. Yeah. So, uh, we are building or going to build a new career tech center at the high school. Um, and actually, we're going to be streaming the groundbreaking ceremony Monday. Governor Ivey's supposed to be there along with uh, Dr. Mackey, um, state superintendent. And a lot of the uh, city officials are going to be there, city council, uh, Mayor Brian Bain. We're also going to have a Senator Steve Livingston, as well as Representative Nathaniel Ledbetter, and just a lot of other dignitaries. And, I, you know, I hate it, Webb. When I start calling out names, I always forget somebody. Yeah. And, uh, there's going to be a lot of people there. There's going to be a lot of people there. And uh, we're super excited about it. It's called the Beat Center. Uh -huh. And uh, they'll have building and electrical as well as aviation and technology. Um, Webb, you know a little bit about aviation there, I believe, don't you? Yeah, I, I fly the drone for the football games and uh, make sure the football team has all their footage for practice. So that that's a pretty big deal. That's a pretty big deal, Webb. Yeah, uh, it's I, gonna it's gonna be a very big event, and you know we're gonna have a lot of a lot of. Uh, big people there it's it's really amazing to get the governor the state governor to get to come to your high school i think that's pretty cool 
and uh, it's the the new stuff we're going to get with this career center. It's going to be a big step for our high school. Yeah, it's really awesome. Uh, and you know, we've uh, that was a grant that uh, Mr. Cunningham had been working on along with uh, Senator Livingston and some mm-hmm. other folks. Uh, Nathaniel Ledbetter, Representative Ledbetter, for uh, several months there, and. Uh, we're just really excited to get that. Fort Payne's got a lot of career tech opportunities. And, uh, Webb, why don't you mention some of the classes that we offer there at Tysco? Well, of course, we got FPTV, and there's several different sides of FPTV. A lot of people don't realize, you know, we got the editing side, the uh, going out and filming side, obviously the, the drone side and stuff like that. And, uh, there's, you know, there's two different sides. There's the classroom side, and then there's the going out and filming stuff. And then we have uh, construction framing, we have welding, we have um, a lot of medical, uh, a lot of stuff in the medical pathway. Uh, you know, we got sports medicine, and then we've got also like nursing and stuff like that. We've got an art pathway, uh, we've robotics, got a teaching pathway. It's so, and robotics. Robotics, yes. Um, so we've got a, a lot of big stuff at Fort Payne. Public Pain. safety. Public safety. We've got uh, firefighting, yep. too. So uh, I guess that falls under that. But, you know, we've got a lot of big stuff, but the stuff that we're getting with this career center is going to be even bigger. Make it even larger. Yep. That's right, Webb. Uh, not sure if they've got your scores down to you yet, Webb. Is anybody around with No, I don't, I don't think they have them yet. Okay, well, I do know there's some other people playing football, but I, I don't know where the scores are for that. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, hey, me and Webb don't have a problem talking. So. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't really know of – I can't think of any other high schools in the state just off the top of my head that has an aviation program. That That's pretty unique. It would be rare. Yes. That would be rare. And there's so much stuff in that field. That, oh, yeah. I, I mean, there's so many different categories. Like flying a plane, that's a different, whole different deal than flying a drone, you know. Flying a helicopter, that's different than flying a plane. So there's a lot of different categories for just that one program. So it's it's at, people look at it as just adding aviation, but there's so much more in that one program that you're adding. That's right, Webb, and it is endless. I mean, the possibilities there are endless for that, yeah. as well as uh, construction. You know, you've got electrical, you got plumbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and all those are like high-demand jobs Oh, right yeah. Now, I mean, electricians jobs. and plumbers are getting hired every day. That's that's right, and yeah. uh, I'm not putting a plug out there for you, Webb, but Webb built my staircase for my uh, cabin, and yeah. he did an awesome job. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's one of them things, uh, you know, there's some careers that there might be a shortage of, but there's electricians and plumbers, we're, we're always going to need them. That, well, that job's not I going see, away. Uh, I think I see Vanna there with your scores. Yeah, I think she's finally here. And I'm going to clock out for a minute and just let you do the scores. Okay, thank you, Mr. Black. Okay, so here's our score updates. Uh, obviously, Fort Payne uh, is in halftime, 23-17, to, to Fort Payne winning. Uh, second quarter, Collinsville versus Sandrock. Sandrock's at 21, Collinsville's at 7. Second quarter, Crossville versus Plainview. Plainview leads 28-0. Second quarter, uh, Geraldine versus Sachs. Uh, Sachs 34, Geraldine 19. Halftime, Boaz versus Albertville. Boaz leads 21-7. First quarter, Asbury versus uh, Galesville, 0-0. Zero zero. 
First quarter, Springle versus Fultondale. Springle 21, Fultondale 6. Halftime, halftime uh, Gatson versus Raglan. Raglan leads 51-0. First quarter, Sardis versus Southside. Southside leads 23-0. First quarter, Scottsboro versus Lipscomb, 0-0. Uh, Halftime, Cedar Bluff versus North Sand Mountain. North Sand Mountain leads 8-6. First quarter, Pisgah versus Kate Duncan Smith. Pisgah leads 30-14. Half Valley Head versus Otter. Otter leads 28-7. First quarter, Glencoe versus Douglas. Douglas leads 13-0. First quarter, Spring Garden versus Hopes Bluff, 0-0. And final... Gadsden City versus Oxford, 17-9. Piedmont versus Jacksonville, fourth quarter, 31-14. Jacksonville leads. Fourth quarter, Hoover versus Prattville. Hoover leads 28-7. Half, Westbrook Christian versus Randolph. Randolph leads 28-0. First quarter, Oak Grove versus Southeastern. Southeastern leads 28-0. So that's all the scores for right now. We'll send it back up to the press box. Thank you. All right. We back. Here we go. We are back. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for all those updates. Check one, two. Right here. All right, all right. We're not in a commercial break, but the soundboard is having some problems. So maybe we can get this fixed. Let's do this. We need to talk to Coach Elmore, who should be coming to the sideline. The board's not working very well. Let me see. Let's see. I'll, I'll start there. So, Britt, we talked about a little bit before that uh, – Four pain drop goes down early, 17 to nothing. Really a remarkable job to stabilize everything at that point. And not just stabilize it and get through that first wave, but also to uh, actually come back and lead 23 to 17. All right, here comes Coach Elmore. So we're going to have a little talk with him. Hopefully, we'll have all these kinks worked out with our technology. Let's see if we can hear Coach Elmore. He's putting his headset on. Coach, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. So you you go down 17 to nothing. What was the conversation like at that point to get you guys stabilized and then back on track? Well, the only thing I said was, if I remember correctly, we were up 16 to nothing earlier in the year. So it's been proven people can come back from that. So I think when I mentioned that, I saw some guys relax a little bit. And obviously the play to Connor Cash was big. The jump started because we had nothing going offensively until that happened. And then uh, – and then we settled down and started playing a little bit. Yeah. Looking at – it seems to me Jake Barnes is throwing a ball better than he's thrown all year. Yeah, I thought he had two great weeks of practice, to be honest with you. We really worked on the bye week, and he, he challenged himself, and I thought, he, I thought he did a good job. He's done a good job so far. Not missed one down here to Aikens on the wheel route, but other than that, he's, he's put the ball where it needs to be uh, on all the things we're trying to do. Anything moving forward in the second half that you guys are looking for? Well, we obviously got it. We got to quit getting the, the dumb penalties after the play. We got to quit talking to them and quit, get, you know, getting into that kind of game with them. 
Uh, and then we got to run the football. We just are not running the football well at all, and I know part of that's them. Uh, but to win the game, I think we're going to have to be able to run the football here in the second half. Okay. Thank you, Coach. All right. So it's, uh, the clock is counting down, 145 left uh, until we're ready to start the second half. Fort Payne is warming up. Etowah is warming up. Let's take a, uh, a one-minute break, and we'll come back and get ready for the second half. One-minute break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. All right. We are back getting ready for the uh, second half kick. Four Payne will kick off uh, from our right to our left. And that will be on offense first. Hopefully we've had some time uh, to cool off at halftime and maybe not have some of these personal foul calls. But it does, like we talked about earlier, it seems as though Etowahs don't want to cast dispersions, but it seems as though Etowah is kind of instigating some of this and some of these plays, and so Fort Payne's going to have to limit their responses to that as we go into the third quarter. Clock is set up. Alex McPherson comes out to tee it up, and we'll be ready to play some football. Again, Fort Payne leads 23-17. to 17. Start of the third quarter. Back deep for Etowah is number six, Amari and Finch. And number two, Jarvis Hardwick. McPherson's back, and here's the kick. Let's see which sign he hits. Should do a raffle for this. Now that's going to be a little bit shorter. That one was only eight yards deep in the end zone. <laughs> so. Had a wall start at the 20-yard line. Let's see if the uh, defense comes out with the same intensity. You know, in these games, these, it seems like, especially in high school ball these days, these momentum swings really can be emotional for kids at a high school level, and they can get swept up in it. And that's what Coach Elmore said in, in our interview was just being able to remind the kids, hey, we've been here before. Calm down. Stay with it. Let's just keep – keep pounding away and they did yeah so. a lot of game a lot of game left and uh, both teams um, coming back out trying to make some change and adjustments for the second half yep Thompson starts under center in an eye formation hands off deep in the backfield and number 25 comes up the middle and runs for about five yards
Matt. It's second down and five for Payne. Etowah's in a huddle now. Finch goes to the top side. It's going to be a uh, – now they're going to come out in this wing formation. Maybe they're going to try that sweep that they ran earlier, and that's what they run. Nope, they fake it. Thompson drops back. He's on deep left side trying to find Finch, and there's nothing there. Fourpain had that covered well. Seth Williams and Kobe King on the coverage. So, you know, Fort Payne's got at – Go ahead, Britt. Yeah, he completely has that wall uh, out of sync on, from the end of the first half. Yeah. Uh, a lot of pressure. Uh, got him going into the wing tee. Totally different. This offense looks totally different uh, for Etowah. Now they're in an eye formation. Wingback runs to the other side, to the far side. Hands off up the middle to 25. Trying to gain some running room. He's not going to get a first down. He's going to be short. It's going to be fourth down. Not that they're going to give him a first down, are they? They gave him a, they gave him a first down. There's no way. All right. Keep your mouth shut. Coach Elmore sees the same thing I did. He, he slid into the 30-yard line. There's no way that was a first down. And now the officials, oh, and that's the guy on the other side spot. That's not my spot. So first down, Etowah, there's no way that was a first down. But 10 minutes, 55 seconds left in the third quarter. And first down. So wing T formation now. Nope, this is an I formation with a wing back on this side. Thompson under center. Takes the snap, hands up the middle. Looking for running room. Gets a, breaks one tackle, breaks another tackle, and he's going to get a first down. Now, that was a first down. So, 10 yards on the carry by number 22 for Etowah, Caleb Freeman. It's going to be a first down. Moving the ball a little bit here on the, on the ground. Etowah just completely changing things up, just trying to outman us right here, yeah. uh, thinking they're bigger and stronger. Um, All right, so this is a, it's an eye formation with a wing back and a tight end on this side. There's the snap. Hands off up the middle to 22 again. Tries to break a tackle. He does break a tackle. Man, he is breaking a lot of tackles. Breaks a lot of tackles. Hayden Harrell's going to have to tackle him. He, doesn't, he breaks that tackle. Who is this guy? All the way down inside the 10-yard line is number 22, Caleb Freeman. I can't remember a run the whole first half. He just broke five Fort Payne tackles all the way down inside the Fort Payne 10. The first one being for a loss, actually. Uh, that was unbelievable. I cannot believe that he broke that many tackles on the way to the end zone. All right. So Fort Payne uh, really had Etowah behind the sticks early. And with just under 10 minutes left in the third quarter, Etowah's in scoring position. 23-17, Fort Payne in the third quarter. Thompson under center. Hands off right side, a little sweep. Maybe gains a yard. It'll be second and goal. I tell you, I'd get 22 back in there if I was at a wall. Maybe he did run the ball in the first half, and I'm just – it was just non-memorable, but he – he did a lot of work there. A lot, a lot of pass plays in the first half. I don't. They ran the ball what a handful of times. Yeah. Uh, All right. So it's an I formation. 
Fullback, tailback, wingback on this side. Big tight end. He's more like another tackle. Wingback shifts to the left side. There's a give up the middle. Met in the hole by Devin Wells. A nice tackle by Devin. Boy, Devin filled that hole real well on that play and just stood up. Number 35 for Etowah, Perry Byers. It's going to be third down. So it's third and goal from the five-yard line for Etowah. Just going under nine minutes in the third quarter. Coach Vincent's in the box behind us saying they're going to six. So look for a fade route here. He's covered by Hayden Harrell. They're in that wing. Well, it's the I formation. Wingback motions to the right side. You know, they hand it off. He fumbled the ball. He fumbled the ball, and I think he got it. Fumbled the exchange to the running back. It's going to be a loss of about two. It's going to bring up fourth down. They're going to have to have a field goal attempt. So they didn't go to Finch that time. Ball recovered by Etowah, even though Bennett Blanks came up with it. So this is a field goal attempt. And their kicker, number 26, Julian Corona, into attempt, a 23-yard field goal. Just a shade past an extra point distance. There's the snap. There's the hold. Mm. The kick's away. And it is good. So with 7.51 left in the third quarter, Etowah kicks a field goal to make it Fort Payne 23, Etowah 20. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. All right. Are we back? Are we live? Well, we're going to go like we're live. If we're not, then it's just me and you talking wing to each wing other. Act like it. <laughs> so, uh, Fort Payne's defense comes up big there. Fort, uh, Etowah runs long run all the way down inside the 10-yard line and holds. With 7.51 left in the third quarter, it's Fort Payne 23, Etowah 20. Corona here for the kick. It's a short, wobbly kick. Picked up by Cash on the right. He finds a hole. He's going. He's at almost to midfield. He's at midfield. He's at the 45, the 40, the 35. Oh, he is down inside Etowah territory at the 33-yard line. Nice pickup by Connor Cash on the kickoff. He found that hole and took advantage of it and broke it all the way down. Fort Payne's in good field position now. Nice boy, I tell you what, Connor Cash is the MVP tonight. Holly get his award ready. You can go ahead and start printing that up from North Alabama Trophies. Fort Payne set up. They've got twins formations on both sides. Barnes in the shotgun. Takes the snap. He has to 
Roll out left, looking for somebody to throw to. He throws back to Ledford. He makes the catch. He's on the 20-yard line, 15, inside the 15-yard line to the 12. Boy, Jake was just scrambling there to make something happen and found Ledford and just squeaked it in there to him. And Ledford made a shoestring catch to get the ball inside the 15-yard line. Good play, good move. Man. After the catch, you really. I don't know, man. It's going to be between. That's going to be a tough call for Coach Elmore between Jake Barnes and Connor Cash on this offensive MVP. Gives the ball to Aikens left side. He tries to bounce it. He cuts back up up the middle. He's inside the five or right at the five yard line. Fort Payne can get a first down without getting a touchdown, so that's close to it. It's going to be second and short inside the five yard line. Six minutes, 57 seconds left. Clock is running in the third quarter. Fort Payne leads 23 to 20. Boy, I tell you what. Bennett Blanks runs on late. Now they're going to the T formation. This is that T formation that they introduced us in the Athens week. Barnes under center. Got Bennett Blanks on the left. Prater in the middle. Aikens on the right. Six seconds left on the play clock. There's the snap. Gives it to Bennett Blanks right side. He's going to the corner. He's going to try to get the corner. Try, and he, he got the corner touchdown, Bennett Blanks. Touchdown, Fort Payne, with 6.24 left in the third quarter. And an Etowah player throws his helmet, and that's going to be an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. And he's marching off the field. He, he threw his helmet twice. Wow. wow. That's tough We're right there. Seeing a lot of. Unsportsmanlike, that'll go on the kickoff, yes. I'm sure. They're going to do that on, I'm sure. They, well, I guess they're talking about maybe if they took it on this play, they could try to get an extra point, or get a two-point conversion, but they don't really need that. They're up nine, so this will put them up ten. They'll take it on the uh, kickoff. So Bennett Blanks takes it right in, bounces it, and then runs through two tackles for Etowah, one of which threw his helmet after the play. I don't know that we'll see him the rest of the game. Well, no, never mind. I've, done, I've seen coach. I've seen high school football long enough to know he'll probably be in the next series. Depends on how important they are, isn't it? McPherson in for the point attempt. Boy, Fort Payne just fights. They fight and they fight and they fight and they don't quit fighting. There's the snap, hold, and the kick. McPherson kicks it over the concession stand, and it's good. So with 6.24 left in the third quarter, Fort Payne leads 30-20. to 20. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage, 1889 Cafe. All right, we're back. Go ahead, Britt. <laughs> All right, so Alex has kicked from the 35 over that fence. That's going to be interesting to see where this kick. No, he's going to pooch kick this. Look at his lineup. He's going. Are they going to onside kick this? No, nope, he just pooches it. 
Pooches it down to the goal line. Finch is down there, catches it. He's at the five. Tries to fake a reverse. They're trying to get him to the corner. He's not going to make the corner. He gets out to the 18-yard line. He did really good just to get to the 18. And two throws the football towards Fort Payne's bench. Two's not real happy right now. Jarvis Hardwick. Really good call there. I've always thought if you get that kind of advantage on a penalty like that to pooch kick it because it puts a lot of pressure, it's easy to kick it in the end zone. Of course, Fort Payne only gained one yard, but you never know. Some guys do some stupid stuff down there when they yeah. try to catch it on the goal line. Etowah comes out. It's first and 10 from their own 19. 6-16 left in the third quarter. Fort Payne leads 30-20. to They've got trips receivers topside. Tight end on this bottom side. Lance uh, Thompson's in the backfield. He, he fumbles the ball. Tried to throw a swing pass, and it slipped out of his hands. And it's a fumble down at the 15-yard line. It's going to be second and 13. So Etowah is going to have to do the same thing Fort Payne did in the first half, and that is stabilize this uh, and stop the bleeding right now because they're, they're struggling. Second down and 13. From their own 15-yard line, again, trips receivers on the top side. They've got a tight end on this bottom side. Thompson in shotgun formation. Takes the snap. Now he throws the swing pass. It's kind of a little bit of a screen pass. Got some running room, and he's going to end up close to a first down. Now he's short. It'll be third down and one. They're moving the chains. That was short. Y'all got to wait on the official to tell you to move the chains, bud. And now he's telling them to move it. They got to measure that. <laughs> uh, all right. So first down, Etowah, apparently. All right. I don't know what I'm talking about, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut. We have got a trips formation on this bottom side, tight end on the top side, Thompson and shotgun. It's five minutes left in the third quarter. Hands the ball up the middle to, thir to, to, to number 10. He gains about eight yards. There's a flag. We'll see what that is. May have been a face mask. I'm not sure that I saw that, but it looked kind of like one. Let's see what the call is. It is. It's a face mask. They're going to give them. It's a five-yard face mask. So Etowah is up near midfield now. Four Payne's going to need to do something here, try to stabilize this. Etowah's got two receivers on the top side, single receiver down here. Thompson takes the snap, fakes the handoff. He's looking to the left side, throws to the sideline to number two. He catches the ball and is pushed out of bounds near a first down. Looks like it's going to be a first down at Four Payne's 47-yard line. And it appears really okay. It's going to be second down and short, really short, about a foot. Four thirteen left in the third quarter. Four Payne leads by ten. Takes the snap, drops back. That's got to be holding. How is that not holding? Alex Hakins had a clear shot at the quarterback, <laughs> and that. <laughs> All right, Britt, I'm gonna have to give this over to you. And let you do some talking. I think White Hat still shook I, up from the first time. I think White <laughs> I'm going to do everything. Hey, guys, listen. 
I want you all to know I'm going to do everything to not come unglued. I can handle this. I only coached for 10 years, and it's been 15 years since I coached. But that was a terrible call. There's a snap. Hands off to number 10 up the middle. So you can see a face mask in the middle of a pile, but you can't see a holding call. He tackled Alex. Yeah. Did you yeah, see it? Yeah. I mean, it really should have been two points for the takedown if you're wrestling. So, anyway, first and 10. Etowah picks up the first down there now in Fort Payne territory at the 41-yard line. And um, these officials are going to have to do something to make sure this game doesn't get ugly. Under four minutes left in the third quarter. Thompson looks to the sideline. It looks like they may try to change the play. At number 22 is in it running back again. See if they try to run with him. Takes the snap. They do give it to him up the middle. And he is stopped for about a two-yard gain. It'll be second and eight. We don't need that. Aikens comes limping off the field. Don't want to see that. It's hard to see plays and many plays as he's a part of. It's be a yeah, minor can't. miracle if you get him through this season without, <laughs> I mean. So it's second and eight, Etowah. 3.15 left in the third quarter. Four Payne leads by 10. Thompson takes the snap, fakes the handoff. He's looking down the middle of the field for Finch. Nothing there. Four Payne's trying to get pressure on him. He's rolling right. He's got some running. Oh, right. He's holding, That's holding, holding right there. to death over here on the sideline. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh boy! Well, this is getting interesting. Um, first down. Thompson picked up the first down on the scramble. Hayden Harrell was getting uh, mugged. I'm not sure if that was a misdemeanor or a felony. But I he mean, was, I mean, it's. <laughs> You know, so, one or two. You're going to miss one or I two know, or three I know. calls. But it's just you hit it on the button while I go. They, they're going to have to take take control of this game. This, you know, it's the same thing with the coaching situation. When your players act a fool, at some point it becomes your fault. Right. When this game gets out of hand like this, at some point it's the official's fault. So there's a run on first down by number 10. He gets about three yards. Bennett Blanks on the tackle. Second and seven, Fort, I mean, Etowah at the Fort Payne, 27-yard line. 2.36 left in the third quarter. Fort Payne leads 30-20. to Etowah's driving now. Trips receivers topside. they got a tight end on this side. Thompson's in shotgun formation. Coach Vincent's yelling behind us that Diego's has got to get out there to cover that middle guy on the slot on the trip side, which he does. Play clock's running down. They're going to have to get – that's a delay of game penalty, and it is called. So i got to give the officials credit there. They called the delay of game right on time. So that will move Etowah back five yards. At some point, when you're not calling penalties, and Fort Payne's going to be as disciplined as they can be, but at some point you start going, okay, if you're not going to call this, yeah, then right. i got to do something. Right. You know what I mean? That's kind of the old school. We're going to handle this ourselves. And that's when it can start to get ugly. So these officials have got to get a control of this. It's second down and 12. Two minutes left in the third quarter. See if this bend but don't break defense can step up right here. Number two comes back in the backfield, so they've got two running backs in the backfield. 
Freeman and Hardwick. And there was a whistle. Okay, they just blew it into play. Now Hardwick goes back. He throws a swing pass out there. There's Holden. He's getting hailed out there. Okay, they got that one. It. Yeah. <laughs> they got that one. You, you realize how much of a hold it has to be to, for you and I to see it from, what are we, we're, nearly we're, 100 yards? We're, we're way away from it, and we're old, too. We can't see. <laughs> but they got that one. So, Etowah seems to be a little bit confused on offense. They're having to move players around. and You feel like if Fort Payne can put a little bit more pressure on Etowah, that maybe they can take control of this game pretty soon. Good to see Akins is walking around on the sideline, so I don't know what happened to him, but it doesn't look to be too serious. He's ready to go back in the game. Clock is running. We're under two minutes left in the third quarter. Fort Payne leads 30-20. to Etowah's driving. They're inside Fort Payne's 40-yard line. It's second down and 17. Thompson's in shotgun formation. He takes the snap. He drops back. You're under pressure, under a little bit more. He's looking for running room. He's finding a little bit of running room. Coming to this right side, Gallegos is chasing him down. He runs him out of bounds. He gets about six or seven yards and trips inside the Fort Payne tent, defensive tent on the sideline. There's a little bit of talking going on when he runs into this sideline. So I'm not sure the rules for ejection in high school football, but we're going to have to make sure we're real careful. It's third down and 14, 13 for, four, uh, for Etowah. A minute 35 left in the third quarter. Etowah's got trips to the top side of the field. They've got a tight end on this bottom side. Thompson's in shotgun formation with Freeman, who had that long run earlier. Takes the bout. There's a penalty flag. Dropped. That looks like it would be offside or uh, illegal procedure. I think it is. Somebody moved on uh, Etowah's offense, so it's going to back them up five more yards. going to make it third and 18. This is a point as a coach when you start feeling that tension and you go, okay, you know what? I want my guys to be in the game, but we got to make sure our heads are cool because right. you don't want to risk – a disqualification or getting kicked out of a game right now because because the officials have shown that they will so one minute 18 seconds clock is ticking it's third down and 18 for Etowah on the fort on their Fort Payne 38 yard line Thompson drops back he's looking left side there's nobody there yeah. he's almost sacked he's put under pressure he's throwing down the middle of the field it's thrown up my goodness he caught that ball had four receivers around him, and Andrew Pierce catches it inside the 10-yard line. It's first and goal, Etowah, inside Fort Payne's 10-yard line. Well, I, you can't really fault much. That it's just throw it up and see what happens. And it was like almost like a hail mary pass, and uh, they complete it. It's inside the 10-yard line. Etowah set up with first and 10, first and goal. Under a minute left, we're getting close to the end of the third quarter. This drive has gone forever. I don't know how many minutes it's been, but it's been a long drive as far as time on the clock. Now they're in an I formation. There's the snap. Give it to 22 up the middle. He's got a little bit of running room. He gets down to inside the five-yard line, down to the two. 
Etowah can let the clock run out if they choose. They're going to try to get to the line of scrimmage, I think, and run this fairly quickly. They are. They're hurrying. We're inside of 20 seconds. Ball's on the two-yard line, one-yard line. Thompson's just going to quarterback sneak it up the middle. And I think he's held. No, he's touchdown. They call a touchdown. Touchdown, Etowah, with nine seconds left in the third quarter. Fort Payne had him third and 18 and just threw up a Hail Mary and completed it inside the 10-yard line and then score three plays later. Later. So now it's Fort Payne 30, Etowah 26, with nine seconds left in the third quarter. Corona in to kick the point after. There's the snap. There's the hold. There's the kick. It's away, and it is good. So with nine seconds left in the third quarter, Fort Payne is leading 30-27. to 27. Let's take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Greenhill Boulevard Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildcats. Okay, we're back. Drawing near to the end of the third quarter. Fort Payne is holding on to a 30 to 27 lead. Etowah's lined up to kick off. They're kicking from our left to our right. Back deep is Skylar Cody, Connor Cash, and Ricky Adame. Adame's going to receive this one at the 17 or the 13 yard line. He's running right side, looking for a seam, cutting back to the near side, and he's out to the 32 yard line. So Fort Payne will take over there. With three seconds left in the third quarter. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors real quick. Tracy's Florists and Gifts. Do some early Christmas shopping with Tracy's personalized printing and gifts. Don't forget about their gourmet baskets, Auburn and Alabama party wear, located on Galt Avenue in North Fort Payne. You're getting this live on FPTV. So this will be the last play of the third quarter. Fort Payne comes out in trips formation topside. Sawyer Burst down here tied in. Now, uh, Ledford comes back into the backfield as another running back. Takes the snap, hands it to Ledford. He's got some running room over here. They sealed off the edge, and, and uh, Marcus Ledford picks up a first down to end the third quarter. So the end of the third quarter, Fort Payne has a 10-yard run. It's 30-27. to 27. Let's take a one-minute break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. 
They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. All right, we're back. Similar to Springville two weeks ago, uh, Etowah does the same uh, retiring of the flag at the end of the third quarter. So it had a little bit of a delay there. For those of you who lost us for a second, that's what was going on. Really cool tradition to do that. So this will be the first play of the fourth quarter. Fort Payne is in a first and ten after that Ledford run at the end of the third quarter. Really a lot of, they, they, they sealed that edge with pulling Ledford into the backfield. You didn't know he was going to sweep left side. And they had that edge sealed, and he just had plenty of room to run. Barnes under center, takes the handoff, takes the ball and hands it off to Akins. He's looking for Good running room. Cut. Yeah, he cuts back really well. Picks up eight on first down. Sawyer Burt's not going to have anything at 35. <laughs> One thing I do know about a Burt, you know this about Mike Burt. They don't, they don't play that game too much in the Burt household, do they? No. <laughs> so Sawyer's giving it right back to 35 on that play. Aikens out, Prater in. Fort Payne just inside Etowah territory. It's second down and two. Uh, Fort Payne can do a lot of damage right here with a touchdown. Barnes in shotgun formation brings Ledford also back again. They're going to see maybe they try to run that same play again, seal this edge. They do. It's Ledford this side. And now he cuts it up the middle, and he picks up a first down. So that's a first down pickup by Marcus Ledford. They tried to seal that edge, or maybe that's a different play call designed to look like the other one. Either way, Ledford cut it upfield, and it's a first down. Nice job by the offensive line. Just an excellent job of Coach Elmore just keeping it mixed up. I've, I've, we've seen so many different plays tonight. I'd like to – I wish I could count them all, but some yeah. beautiful plays. Yep. First and 10, Fort Payne on the Etowah 46-yard line. They come up now. Uh, they've got a bunch formation topside in trips. And Adame's single receiver down here. Barnes is under center. He takes the snap. Fakes the handoff to uh, Akins and rolls right side, or left side. He throws down the field to Connor Cash, who catches it on the sideline, and they call him out of bounds. That was still, was still a nice completion, but it was out of bounds. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. They have, they have really – you know, one of the things – that puts a whole lot of pressure on a defense is when you're attacking all different levels and all different spaces. So really nobody is immune from getting picked on in this offense. They're, they're throwing it all over the field and making corners play hard. Nobody's getting isolated. It's second down and 10. Adame needs to come up. He's got to get on the line of scrimmage. He's got to get on the line of scrimmage. There we go. Now he comes up. Now he's good formation. Here we go. There's the snap, gives to Prater. Prater's hitting the backfield by 56. And then he piles up by a gang of tacklers. Boy, he's still moving. Loss of three on the play. It's going to be third down and 12. 
56 got early penetration on that play, and, and if it was just him and Daryl, Daryl had broke that tackle, but then he got help from the rest of the teammates. Third down and long, Etowah. We're at two minutes and 24 seconds left. Clock is ticking in the fourth quarter. Fort Payne leads by three. Prater out, Aikens in. And Fort Payne's in third and long. Barnes in shotgun formation. This looks like a pass play. There's the snap. Barnes drops back. He's looking for Sawyer Burt. There's nothing there. Overthrows him, and it's incomplete. So it'll be fourth down. They're going to go punt. <laughs> Coach Elmore was tempted to uh, – you could tell You could tell Coach Elmore was tempted to uh, uh, give McPherson a chance to break the state record. That was going to be about a 64-yard field goal. But he decides to go with the punt instead. What's he call it, the dumbest guy in America? <laughs> Not about the kick, but well, just the four-down territory deal in, in, in general. Yeah, you know what? He may have been going for fourth down. That may, I, I may have uh, – I may have been – he may have been looking at, right, can we get – no, it wasn't. It was fourth and ten. It's fourth and 11. Uh, yeah, but yeah, on a yeah, field goal, yeah, yeah. on a field yeah. goal, if you kick it and he gets it in the end zone, it's still a touchback. So it doesn't lose anything. It's not a spot there. There's the kick. McPherson doing that little pooch kick. Finch catches it at the ten-yard line, and Etowah set up shop there. So let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Patterson's Music and Jewelry. Rent, buy, or repair your instruments at Patterson's Music and Jewelry. Dan and Marie sell and service a variety of musical instruments and sound equipment. Drop by and see their beautiful selection of jewelry or have yours cleaned, located in historic downtown Fort Payne. You're getting this live on FPTV. Can't think of two better people in Fort Payne than Dan and Marie Patterson. Good folks there. Y'all need to go down there and visit and spend a bunch of money. So Etowah starts first and 10 from their own 10-yard line. Fort Payne's got them backed up. Big opportunity here to flip field. Yep. Um, yeah, for sure. We're at 9 minutes, 47 seconds left in the game. Fort Payne leads by three. There's the snap, hands to number 10 up the middle. He's looking for a hole. He finds a little bit of a hole and gets about three or four yards. There's a flag on the play. And they call it on Fort Payne. Face mask. My goodness, guys. That's a five-yard five face mask. It's going to be, will that replay the down? Or is that just added to the end of the run? Nope, it replays the down. And it's added to the end of the run. So it's first down and four, or first down and two at a wall from their uh, own 17-yard line. Thompson in shotgun formation takes the snap, hands the number 10 up the middle. And boy, Devin Wells stood him up there. They're gang tackling. Nice job by the defense. It's close to a first down. And uh, hard to tell. They're trying to look to see if it's a first down. Somebody's down, uh, is that a Fort Payne player? No, it's an Etowah player down on the far side of the field. So we've got an injury. Let's do this. Let's take a 30-second break for this injury. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. 
We understand that banking can be stressful and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. We are back, Fort Payne, uh, Edwalk Gaines, the first down. First and 10 run play, breaking tackles. And gets another first down. He's out to the 32-yard line. You know, one thing I haven't seen, there have been a lot of really close first or fourth down plays. They have yet to take the chains out on the field and measure for a first down. And there have been pretty one. There have been yeah. the three or four that have been very close, yeah, close had, enough to go ahead and take the chains out had, there. But Right. We had two to three in a row that were questionable. Yeah. In the first half. And just kind of hand it to him, looking at, okay, that's close enough. And he and usually it's the white hat that's got to give that call, but the side judges are giving it. Anyway, first and 10, Etowah, hands off number 10, left side, or right side. He makes a good cut. He's running hard. He gets about six, seven, or eight yards. Well, he's taking a beating. I give 10 this. He's tough. He's <laughs> Four Payne is hitting him hard. He's tapping he's his hat. He's, he's, he's tapping his hat yeah. now, but they're not let. <laughs> are they not going to let somebody in? Yep. Eleven comes in for ten. Yeah, he's a tough little running back. So it's second and four, Etowah. Seven thirty-five left. Clock is running in the ball game. In a spread formation, Thompson takes the snap, fakes the handoff. He's looking right side, throws up top. Nice breakup. Good, Good play by Hayden Harrell and Kobe King on that to break that pass up down the middle of the field. Good job by the secondary there. It's going to bring up a third down and four. Really looked like that had a chance to be a big play. And they came in late and made that play. That's nice. Third down and four, Etowah. Actually, very good no call. I will give a positive to that, but uh, yeah, they, <laughs> all three guys going for the ball. You kind of feel like in a game I, like this, you're going, okay, guys, uh, don't, don't give yeah, them that. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah, that's yeah. not interference. Okay, yeah. 7.22 left in the fourth. Four Payne's crowd's trying to get into it for this defense. Thompson takes the snap, fakes the handoff, throws a little screen to the right side. And look, that's got to be short, guys. That's got to be short. Don't you dare slide that ball forward. That is a fourth down. That is fourth down. He calls it good. I got a feeling if it was a little bit closer, he'd have gone ahead and give it yeah, to him yeah, without even yeah, measuring. Yeah. But it's fourth down. You got to think uh, Etowah would be tempted to go for this. They are going to go for it. Four Payne's going to bring some of the offensive line out. No, they're not. Bronson Laney was heading out on the field, but he stays back. It's fourth and really short, maybe not even a yard. And Etowah's got to get a play in. There's 10 seconds left on the play clock. They got to call a timeout. So with 6.41, Etowah calls a timeout, a fourth and one. Let's take it with them, a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill in Tokyo. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. All right, here we go. It's fourth and one. 
Etowah at their own 41-yard line. Thompson's under center. Fort Payne stacking the box. Let's Biggest see what play. we can do here. Biggest play for the game. It really is. There's the snap. Hands up the middle. He is stuffed. I don't think he got it. 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 No. Fort Payne's defense holds. That away, big guys. That away, Eli Frazier, Bronson Laney, Heisman Brown, Daryl Prater. Stuffing it up the middle. Fort Payne takes over inside Etowah territory with six minutes, 35 seconds left in the game. Boy, that was a big play. Huge. Just man on man. That's big boy Oklahoma football, isn't it? Just stack it up in the middle and see who's toughest. Great job by the defense there. Whew, that was fun. You know, we right in, you know, we talked about it during the break. The last two possessions, they've had one big play in each possession. So I think kept them going, and Fort Payne kept them from doing that in that one. Ledford's out here at split. I wonder if they might try to go up top. Nope, they turn it to Aikens up the middle. He gets two yards. It's going to be second down. Fort Payne may go ground game here and try to bleed some of this clock off, knowing that they've got the chance to start to put this game away. You know, they're only up by three. That's not a, that's not a significant lead, but if you can bleed some of this clock off, on this drive and still make some yardage. So it's second down and six or eight, maybe seven. Six minutes and nine seconds left. Clock is running. And they are going to hold. They're slowing this huddle down. Breaking the huddle with 15 seconds left on the play clock. And they're in the T formation. So here they go with this short yardage look. Let's see if we can pound out some yards here and bleed some clock. Barnes takes the snap, hands to Bennett right side. He's got a little bit of running room. Picks up about five yards. It's going to be third down in about three or four. Bennett kind of twisted awkwardly there. They're going to try to keep him in the game. Uh, Bennett's limping. He kind of, did you see that? He yeah, twisted he a little twisted bit. Up, yeah, kind of a had... groin twist. They're going to put, are they going to put Heisman Brown in Bennett blank spot? No, they're going to go to this wing T set. That's what they're doing. So it's a little wing T look. Four Payne's changing the plays. Third down. There's six seconds left on the play clock. They're going to have to move this pretty quick to get the ball snapped. There's a snap. Give the Prater up the middle. He's pounding that yardage. He's pounding that yardage. Get a first down, big man. He fumbles the ball. I think I think Aikens got it. I think Aikens got it. Yeah. He did fumble. Aikens has got the ball. Boy, I tell you what, and he's he's facing this whole sideline. If they try to give this to Etowah, this whole sideline is going to come unglued. Aikens had that ball. Boy, they're doing a lot of discussing there. Now they're, they're going to keep it to Fort Payne. This is going to be a fourth and... Yeah. They might actually pull the chains out onto the field to measure this. Four minutes, 53 seconds left. Four pain leads by three. Looks like they're going to have to measure this. For the first time tonight, they've measured something. Um, can't t tell exactly what's going on. I don't know if anybody knows what's going on. Well, let me tell you about this. I do know what's going on. Not your mama's deli. That's what's going on. 
Opens at 5 p.m. Wednesdays through Saturdays. Stop by for delicious sandwiches, fire brick oven pizzas, pepper jack cheese sticks, and more. Made with only the freshest ingredients. Uh, live musical entertainment on Fridays and Saturdays till 2 a.m. Great idea for after the game. You're hearing this live on FPTV. All right, here we go. Here's the measurement. It's short. About, no, it's not even six inches, but it's fourth down. And it looks like Coach Hill, I would go, I think he's going to go for this. Yeah. I don't, I, so the obvious question is, is it Daryl Prater? It's got to be Daryl Prater, doesn't it? Bennett Blanks is back in Either the game. Either that or Daryl's a lead blocker. I mean, that's a. Uh, yeah. So Fort, uh, Fort Payne's going to huddle on this play. It's fourth down and one. Fort Payne held Etowah on a fourth and one. And now they've got to get a fourth and one to keep this drive going and try to bleed some more clock off this, uh, off this game. Four minutes, 52 seconds. They break the huddle. Barnes comes up to the line of scrimmage. It's the T formation. There's the snap. Gives to Akins. Here he comes. He's got a first down. First down He's got please. four yards. It's first down for Payne. Great job, guys. Great job, offensive line. Let's give it to him. Andrew Barclay, Bain Barentine, Eli Frazier, Bronson Laney. All those guys. I'm missing one. Who did I miss? Oh, Colton Shankles. I can't. I'm sorry, Colton. I missed you there. I got you, though. Saw your bird on the end. Well, until you got that in the backfield, and you got Prater, Prater on one yep. side at 240, and then you got Akins on the other side at 140. So you you, it doesn't, you don't have to flip a coin on who, to, who needs yep. to block. Great job by those guys. Yep. All, All right, they're gonna, looks like Fort Payne's going to bleed a little bit of this clock. Akins runs, no gain. But at this point, they're just trying to – I think they're trying to run some time off this clock. Are they still doing a little – Ref got it right in the middle of We may not be able to shake hands after this game. You know what? <laughs> it may be one of those that, hey, just send them on. Just send them on. Y'all go to the locker room. Three minutes and 43 seconds left. The clock is ticking. Four Payne holds a three-point lead. They're trying to bleed off some of this clock. They're uh, Etowah's 27-yard line. Comes out. This is the T formation again. Barnes is looking to the sideline. They're trying to see what play they're going to call. Five seconds on the play clock. There's the snap. Oh, oh, don't do that. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. We were lucky. We were lucky right there. So, Barnes Barnes was supposed to hand it off to Bennett, but he wasn't close enough to hand it, and he tossed it to him. And it was nearly disastrous. That was almost a disaster. It was one of those one hoppers. You pick it up and run at 70. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, that was close. So, it's third down and long. There's two minutes and 57 seconds left in the game, and Etowah calls a timeout. Edwall calls a timeout. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey, folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from, cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. Okay, we are back. It's third down and 13 for Fort Payne. Um, Etowah has one timeout left. 
They don't have to take one here. There's three minutes left. There's plenty of time for a drive. So let's see what Fort Payne does. They're going to try to bleed some time. I would think there's going to be some kind of draw play. They may try to throw it and win the game right now. Who knows? They come out in spread formation. Barnes in shotgun. He takes the snap. He is going to throw. Looks left side. There is Marcus Ledford. It is incomplete. And uh, Fort Payne's going to try a field goal attempt. Good protection, just thrown out just yeah. a little bit in front of him. Well, and you uh, got you got to think he had a defender on him, and I think that was 28 who made this interception down yeah. here. And so you got to think that that he's thinking, man, don't throw it inside, right. don't throw it inside, and he just went a little bit outside with it, which is fine. You live, you know, live another day. So uh, McPherson in now to kick a uh, 47-yard field, 48-yard field goal. Alex McPherson, here's the attempt. There's the snap. There's the hold. There's the kick. It's away. It is long enough, and it is good. Wow. So with three minutes and ten seconds left, Fort Payne takes a six-point lead. It's 33-27. to 27. Let me tell you a little bit about one of our sponsors. When this game is over at 10 o'clock tonight on WZOB, that's 100.9 FM, 1250 AM, Chris Dura hosts the American Crawl Space LLC scoreboard report. American Crawl Space LLC, if you have standing water under your house, you need to call Derek at American Crawl Space. They use the latest in technology to dry out your crawl space, improving the indoor air quality of your home and making it safer for your family. You're hearing this live on FPTV. So Chris Dura will host. He's going to have scores, analysis, and phone call phone conversations. That's WZOB from 10 to 11 tonight. You guys tune in for that. All right. So the defense is going to have to hold. Three minutes and ten seconds left. Let's see how Fort Payne finishes this one off. It's been quite a ball game. It has. <laughs> McPherson approaches. There's the kick. It's deep. And that's going to be in the end zone for a touchback. About eight yards deep. Etowah started the 20-yard line. So here we go. That bend but don't break defense. Let's see it again, guys. Fort Payne, I mean, Etowah needs uh, a touchdown and an extra point to take the lead. So it was nice to hit that field goal because a field goal doesn't do them any good here. They've got to score a touchdown. Three minutes, ten seconds. Fifteen seconds left on the play clock. Etowah is going to have to hurry to get this play off. Ten seconds left. Eight seconds. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Maybe they got it off. Thompson looks down the middle of the field. He's trying to find Finch. He's, and he's not going to. He's getting sacked. He is sacked by 33, Luke Miller. Nice play, big man. Sacked by Fort Payne. Clock is ticking. They lose about two or three yards on that play. Nice play by Luke Miller getting off his block. When Thompson tried to scramble, he was right there. And I'll tell you, with 250 pounds, you better grab a hold of him. Yes. <laughs> so it's second down and 12. Etowah, they're not in a particular hurry. They don't really have to be in a hurry right now. There's still two and a half minutes left in this game. Inside their own 20-yard line, Thompson takes the ball. He drops back. He's under pressure again. There's a holding call, ref. My goodness, they got that one good. <laughs> so Luke Miller had the angle to make another play on that, and he got lassoed. I mean, if he had had, if he had had a la if we had the PBR out here, he could have roped him up. Yeah. And spun him, and then, you know, under eight seconds, and I don't know how many points you get in rope tying like that, yeah. but he looked like he had him calf tied. Yeah. 
I know I'm messing that up for all you Fort Payne folks that know about rodeo, rodeo stuff, but that's what it looked like. It was You had to call that they one. They get it, yeah. <laughs> so that's going to back Etowah up and put them in second down and, ooh, 20. Two minutes and 26 seconds left in our ball game. Etowah's got a long way to go. Fort Payne's got to play some solid defense right now, though, because they've got some athletes that can break this thing in one play. Finch is on the slot. Williams and Aiken swap so that Williams is on him. Looks like they're playing a kind of a man, a soft man coverage. There he's under pressure again. He fumbles the ball. He's down inside the five-yard line. Fort Payne makes another play. Defense is standing up big now. It's going to be third down and a mile. Oh, it's so long. Third and 25 or 30. It's third and 27 for Etowah. Man, they're putting pressure on that quarterback. Nice play by the defense. We're now under two minutes. You know, and you can't let your guard down because we talked about big play, and that's that's what kind of offense this is. But, uh, yeah. So Etowah's had to call a timeout. It's one minute and 47 seconds left in this game, and they are going in the wrong direction. You know, you started having a sense. They had the, the, the really fluke first series, that, that long 80-yard touchdown. And then uh, really just one other series, and they haven't driven the ball. They've had the big plays. But Fort Payne, by and large, has just is, has been stout on defense. Well, and since the end of the first quarter, uh, they've scored ten points. They've scored thirty-three. You yeah. know, it's been a it's been a turnaround. But they that that lead, you know, jumped out a little bit like us at Attawall. You know, that that lead yeah. kept us in the game. Uh, uh, you mean down at Athens. the end? Uh, excuse me, Athens. Athens. Excuse me. Yeah. Athens game, and uh, it kept them in the game. And their defense is asking for the crowd to get into it. Go ahead. And that's what's made it so interesting, this this whole game. And, you know, this this game's been like – it's not a heavyweight fight. It, it feels like one of the welterweight, the lighter weight. Yeah. It yeah. just does. It, it's been – the whole game has been, you know, yeah. exciting. Very back and forth. Right. So, uh, you got to be careful here with some kind of who knows what here. Throw it up. Try to get an interference call. Fort Pine's going to play a really, really soft coverage here. Boy, it would be nice to have Daryl Prater get us a safety right now. Get back there, big man. Throwing it up, throwing it short to Finch. He doesn't have near enough room, and they're just swarm tackling him. There's not enough there. So that's going to bring up fourth down. Etowah's going to have to go for it. <laughs> Wells has had himself a night. He has. Yes. Devin has played outstanding. <clears throat> so this is going to be fourth and 14. I guess really what Etowah was trying to do was just get something short to make the four, fourth down not quite so difficult. So it's fourth and 14. One minute and 12 seconds left. We're getting really close to being under a minute. Etowah is out of timeouts. Fourth and 14. There's the snap. Thompson drops back. He's looking down the middle of the field. He's under pressure. He's rolling right, trying to find somebody open. Throws it down the field, and it is tipped up by Hayden Harrell. Incomplete. Four pays going to walk away with a victory. Great job defense there. With 54 seconds left in the game, Fort Payne takes over. And they're going to win this one at Etowah after a very, very slow start. Fort Payne 33, Etowah 27. Wow. Great job. Great job by this Fort Payne Wildcat team to come on the road, to go down early, really, really flat. 
first half of the first quarter. And then here we go. They're about to take the uh, the greatest snap in football, the well, victory formation. And Fort Payne's biggest accomplishment in this second half to me is just what Coach Elmore said, staying focused, keeping your mouth closed, staying yep. penalty free. And we kept ourselves out of that type of game. Yep. So this one's going to go in the books. We've got a stop in play. Oh, they ran out of time. That was a delay of game. That's okay. We'll take that. So now we're looking ahead. We've got Scottsboro, Southside, Pell City, and Oxford. Four big region games coming up. Next week uh, is at home, and then we go to Southside, and then Pell City, and then to Oxford. There's the snap. Barnes takes it, drops to a knee. He'll have to do that one more time, and this game will be in the books. you got to be really excited for these kids who started out 0-3. They stopped the bleeding, got the ship turned right, and now they're going to get back two straight wins. Well, they're going to reset the play clock. If they, don't, if they will not, I think they're going to let this one tick off. Yeah. They're just going to let it tick off. So the Fort Payne won't have to snap it again. And they're going to walk away with a win down at Etowah. Big win for the Wildcats. And listen to this crowd. Final seconds ticking away. And there you are. That's your ball game. Final score, Fort Payne 33, Etowah 27. Wildcats come away with a non-region win, but a really big win to move to two and three. We're going to take a two-minute break and come back and have an interview with Coach Elmore after he speaks with the team and have a little bit of analysis with Britt. Uh, you're listening to Fort Payne Wildcat Football. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Tokyo. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturdays. 
so come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage, 1889 Cafe. All right, we are back. Getting ready to interview Coach Elmore. The uh, Fort Payne football team is in front of the band singing the alma mater. Just looking ahead, Britt. Got Scottsboro next week. And based on score comparison, Scottsboro seems to be a little bit down, although they do have an unconventional offense because they've hired the coach from Oak Mountain. So it's going to be a triple option offense that their Fort Payne is going to have to learn. Um, Secretly, Coach Elmore told me Wednesday they started working a little bit on that last week just because it's so different than what they're used to seeing. Then they go on the road to Southside, and obviously Southside has much improved because they defeated Oxford a couple weeks ago. Then Pell City and then Oxford for the last region game. So Fort Payne's got really most all of their goals out ahead of them, and you got to be pleased with uh, how they've turned this ship around from an 0-3 start to now 2-3. and Let me tell you, uh, let's do this. Our Fort Payne is letting uh, Etowah. They're not going to meet until Etowah is through with their alma mater. So let me thank our sponsors. These are our Wildcat football sponsors. Aikens Furniture, Convenient Wash, Rufus Garage and Transmission, Pure Clean Restoration Services, Thurman's Appliance Parts and Service, DeCab Wholesale, R&D Flooring, My Supply, Westmoreland Tire, Beacon Insulation, Builder Supply, Cole Surgical Arts, First Fidelity Bank, North Alabama Trophies, Twin City Auto, Bruce's Foodland, Tracy's Florist and Gifts, Patterson's Music and Jewelry, American Crawlspace LLC, and Not Your Mama's Deli. You like that, Zane? That was pretty good, wasn't it? Good win, Coach. <laughs> uh, Zane Hardinger sitting in front of us the, uh, most of the night. Well, all the night tonight. So, um, anyway, Britt, you got any final thoughts as we're waiting on Coach Elmore to finish with the team? You know, Fort Payne did a really good job of just stay, sticking with their plan from, from the get-go, and they had every reason to, you know, turn another direction, throw their hands up, what have you. But uh, uh, my hat's off to them. They just offense and defense turned it up, um, uh, helped each other out, and uh, just a great game tonight. Yeah, for sure. Coach Elmore speaking with the team right now. Um, beautiful night for football. Really enjoyed it. Good game. Fort Payne started slow, picked up the pace, finished strong. Um, you're just starting to see, you know, we first saw them in Gunnersville. You just saw a, a lot of things that had to have some work. And to their credit, these kids have plowed ahead, kept their head down, and did a bunch of work. And uh, this is a much improved football team. This is a team, based on Oxford being looking like they're being down a little bit this year, this is a team that can compete for a region championship. You know, obviously they've got to have some help from ARAB. ARAB's got to stumble, and they don't look like they're ready to stumble, but that two seed is still open, and that's a – in two seed, you're still hosting first round. So let's see how you, this thing turns you out. You know, you made a good point, too, going back to Etowah. Um, these 4A these schools that are going to be in the playoffs, of course, Etowah, you would think they're going to be there. They're, they'll have their hands full. That is a strong 4A yeah. football team. Yeah. A lot of depth. Tons of size, just gave us all we wanted. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 ready to compete at the, they're dominating their region right now. So, Coach Elmore's breaking the team up right now. We'll hopefully be able to speak to him in just a second, and then we'll get on the road back to I fifty nine North. About a forty five minute drive, and we'll take it to the house. 
Coach Elmore is approaching our crew, getting ready. All right, let's see if we can hear him. Uh, Coach, can you hear me? Yes, I got you. Well, how about that? Well, that's what we just said. <laughs> One of the kids said that was a lot of fun, and that's what we talked about. Uh, all week is, is is being able to put the work in throughout the week and, and go play at a level to have a lot of fun like this and uh, because that's what uh, high school sports in general, but, but especially high school football, uh, is all about is a night like this uh, on the road, great crowd, uh, great great night for football, perfect weather, and, uh, you know, just couldn't be any prouder of, the, of our kids and our coaches because, uh, you know, 17 to nothing, uh, it don't look good at all. And uh, just resiliency by our players, resiliency by our coaches, nobody panicked. And uh, we just came back and kept chipping away at it and just finished the thing off there at the end. Yeah. You know, we Britt and I were talking about while you were speaking with the team, uh, Gunnersville at the at the Jamboree, you're looking at it and you're going, well, you know, you can start to see some things. And then first week against Athens, you can start to see some things. And then you thought, well, if certain things start to happen, we can start to be a pretty good football team. And it looks like those things are starting to happen. I think so. And it's, start, it's happening in practice is where we're seeing it too. We're seeing guys play, practice at a higher level and, and, and make improvements. And like I told you, halftime Jake has made a great strides all the last two weeks and it showed tonight. And uh, uh, a lot of guys are getting better. Alex Akins is running hard. Our, you know, we, we had a hard time running the football against them. They're good up front, but our, our O-line kept hammering away at them and uh, uh, found a way to get just enough in the second half. But, uh, uh, you know, and now we're, we're getting back almost fully healthy. Hopefully Dubo should be back, hopefully ready to go next Friday night. And that hopefully will give yeah. us a shot in the arm. And, and what we've talked about, or we haven't talked about a lot yet, but now we're, we're about to enter October, and now it's four region games in a yep. row, and we got to go you know, try to knock them off one at a time. You can't, you can't win the, all four without winning the first one, so we're going to put all attention uh, on that team over the river uh, for next Friday night and see if we can't get one next week. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, talk is how long do you celebrate this one before you put it to bed and get ready for Scottsboro? Are you the 24-hour rule? Well, since we don't we don't bring our kids in on, on Sunday anymore, we started giving them more time off on the weekends, and we'll let them obviously enjoy it all the way till uh, uh, till Sunday or to Monday, and then we'll we'll watch the film and, and learn from it, and then uh, and try to uh, uh, get better off the film, and then we'll we'll, we'll turn attention to them, and, and uh, it'll be a challenge next week. Uh, you know, they they always play us tough, and uh, yep. the top cat trophies on the line. It's it's always going to be interesting. Yep, it'll be nice to be back home in Wildcat Stadium too. De- definitely, and uh, especially coming off the, you know, these two back to back wins, off of, and especially the bye week in between. Just uh, again, can't. Say enough about our kids. I mean, uh, 17 to nothing, yeah. you can be easy to quit, and, and they didn't. So, yep. so yep. great job by our players. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, enjoy the win, Coach. Congratulations. Right. Go Thank Cats. You. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. We're going to wrap this thing up, put a bow on it, and send it back to I-59 North to Fort Payne. Here we go. We're going to box all this stuff up. Thank you, FPTV, Steve, and all you guys. Thank you, Holly, Jamie, Steve from WZOB. That's our broadcast. Thank you, Britt, for enjoy making it. it tonight. Dallas, hope the wedding goes well that you're at tonight or tomorrow. And uh, that's it for us. We're going to wrap this thing up. Don't forget Chris uh, Dura tonight, 10 to 11 on WZOB with the scoreboard report, American Cross Base LLC scoreboard report. Thank you guys for joining us, and uh, go Wildcats. Hey, I'm Webb. I'm here with some score updates for you. Uh, Fort Payne won 33 to 27 against Etowah. Third quarter, Collinsville versus Sandrock is still 21 to 7. Third quarter, Collinsville versus Plainview. Plainview leads 41-0. Fourth quarter, Geraldine versus Sachs. Sachs leads 54-31. Fourth quarter, Boaz versus Alberville. Boaz leads 35-21. Fourth quarter, uh, Skeetook versus Catusa. Catusa leads 9-7. Fourth quarter, Gadsden versus Raglan. Uh, Raglan leads 71-0. 
Third quarter, Sardis versus Southside. Southside leads 31-0. Final, Cedar Bluff versus North Sand Mountain. North Sand Mountain leads 22-6. Uh, fourth quarter, Valley Head versus Eider. Eider leads 42-20. Final, Oxford versus Gadsden City, 17-9. Gadsden, fourth quarter, Hoover versus Prattville. Hoover leads 28-16. Fourth quarter, Westbrook versus Westbrook Christian versus Randolph. Randolph leads 35 to zero. Fourth quarter, Oak Grove versus Southeastern. Southeastern leads 42 to zero. Thank you. That's all the scores. Have a good weekend. Go Cats.